Welcome to episode 36 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In Ice Castle. Ice? What the, what the hell's Ice Castle? There was an old second edition team called the Ice Castle Wolves. Hmm. Is that a place or was this an actual Ice Castle? I, I no really idea. don't know. I mean, it's just in the... Were they werewolves? Well, that's what we always assumed. They were werewolves, but really they could have been Norse. Yeah, they could be anything. Because a wolf could be a, any type of mascot. So. Yeah. Um, kind of like how Alan has his subregatos. Right. It's a Skaven team that he calls the Sabercats. Yeah, Because, so. you know, that's what people would be afraid of. We have a we have football teams named Panthers and Lions and Bears because... Oh, my. Are, <laughs> yeah. Those are uh, powerful animals that you want to identify with. Right. So, I assume looking back, we made them werewolves. But yeah. I assume looking back that really the West Side Werewolves was the only unique werewolf team. Okay. In second edition, but I could be wrong. I can see that. I, I could look up the lore of or the lore of Nuffle and find out what they have them classified as on their website. Yeah, they probably would. I'll have to do it some other time. Okay. And if you don't know us, I am Steve, aka Kilwoggy. With me, as always, is Scott. Scott Prime in the house. In your house. In my house. Literally in your house. <laughs> right. That is where we record. That's right. So. And um, so, what's been going on, Steve? Not a whole lot. Um, Blood Bowl wise. I got destroyed again. My Norse team. I have to apologize for everybody who's ever played Norse before and took a lot of injuries. I just thought, you know, you guys suck because I played a Norse team and never took injuries. I've literally taken more injuries in two games against Scott's Ogres than I had in two, probably three full seasons with my other Norse team. You did play them three full seasons. Right. And they were magical. They never had any problems. I, it's interesting. I, I don't know. I, I still... I'm convinced that you're still going to... That team's still going to make it to the playoffs. And I've just been chance. very lucky in the matchups and everything. Well, Mighty Blow doesn't help me any. Right. But, and the fact that I can't roll against you at all. But the three seasons before that... I mean, everybody, nobody could hurt those guys. Yeah. So, but I don't know what the difference is. Yeah, I took the Campbell Claymores and turned them into the Jacksonville Axemen. And apparently they left all their magical armor behind. Maybe it was magical armor. I don't know. But there's something different with the franchise now that you've moved them to the new city yeah. of Jacksonville. Must be much hotter there. And they're just like, <laughs> nah, I don't want to fight. He at least, no, he didn't play so far. Uh, against that team twice, because I played Scott's Mor- Morgantown Maulers. Yeah, my ogre teams, I don't know if I ever talked about them on here or not. They're called the Morgantown Maulers, and I'm sure I have talked about it. But regardless, uh, it's spelled M-O-R-G apostrophe in apostrophe town. So it's it's a playoff like uh, West Virginia. I think they play in Morgantown, the college. Oh, okay. yeah. And so I thought, well, since more hardly ever gets his play on the field maybe he this is his like clan of ogres that he coaches hmm. and so it's the morgantown maulers and maulers is spelled m-a-w-l-e-r-s instead of the traditional way of spelling maulers because they worship the maw oh okay so that's where that came from but yeah so i mean what was your question i have no idea now <laughs> i completely oh, forgot you were asking me 
That's if that's what they were called. Yes, they're called the Morgantown Maulers. I know, but I had something else before that that I was talking about. You were talking about you played. In, we played in the preseason, yeah, and that's when the the bad game happened. And now we played in the oh season. Action Jackson, and then you're in the two games Jackson. against Scott. He played a total of three plays. In the first game, he he went up against an ogre. He blitzed him in the second turn. And he knocked himself out on a dodge, I think, right? No, he pushed no, he and actually he re-rolled hit. it yeah. to a uh, skull. skull. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. And he stayed knocked out for the entire game. Right. And then the second game against Scott, because now we're actually in the season, um, I only had 11 people because I got beat up the game before. And I kind of went with the idea of, well, one of Scott's ogres is down. I'm going to go foul him with Action Jackson. If I get the ogre out, then that helps me. And if Action Jackson gets out, I don't have to worry about him dying. <laughs> and he got caught. Yes. I'm pretty sure he just paid his way. He, like, told the referee, hey, look at me over here. Over here. <laughs> crack, crack. I, I have to leave after now, After that right? first game, his ego was busted against yeah. the, the ogres. So he's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go foul this ogre slaying down. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <clears throat> I better wind up my kick. Here it goes. And the ref's not looking. Here it goes. Ref. Look what I'm doing. I'll just walk off the field anyways. It's fine. I think I was caught. Yeah, that's fine. I'm pretty sure I heard the whistle. I was glad to see that guy fell out. So Yeah. So what else has been going on with you? Not much. Not much. Can't think of anything else. Right. Okay. Nothing too exciting. I mean, okay. we've been getting ready for Nuffleween. Right. Bought some fun stuff for that. We're actually having a viewing party for that. So it's going to probably be the first annual, because we'll probably do this each year. Maybe. I don't know. Do you want to talk about that now? you want to save that for shout-outs? It's not a shout-out, so... Okay, then talk but about yeah, it right now. It's, uh, since the whole tournament is based on Phantasm, one of our buddies, Will, from Kansas, decide, asked, like, so you guys going to have a viewing at your place of it? We're like, yeah, 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 we will. So on Halloween night, um, everyone who's going to the tournament who wants to is going to come over and watch Phantasm, and the next day we play Nuffleween, Phantasm-themed. That's going to be pretty cool. Should be fun. That's right. And it's only $5 to get in per head. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> we should have charged. That would have been Wouldn't be a bad idea. All right. We can sell popcorn. So if you're coming to this thing, so, bring, bring your own snacks because we're not going to have any. I did tell people that. Oh, okay. You did. I'll let them know again. We'll have the TV on and bring your own toilet paper. Because <laughs> we're, we're going to charge for that too. Wow. Because we're mean. So what about you? Anything exciting happen? Uh, job wise <laughs> it, it's not exciting i have i've done something very wrong and i got hired at a place that feels like one of the levels of hell where you do get punished i can see that um i really don't even want to talk too many details it's just terrible it's manual labor data entry not even that yet it's just moving boxes and crap. I'm moving boxes. I'm taking staples out of paper. But my title is called Data Entry Manager Level 2. Right. It can only get better, but so far I've been saying that now for a week. <laughs> and it doesn't seem to be getting better. 
It really feels like I told Jen today. I talked to her before work. And Nobody I like, knows who that is. Oh, okay, it's a lady friend. Anyways, I was talking to her, and I said, "All right, I'm going to go into work." I said, "I will probably look older the next time you see me because it feels like when I go into work, I come out and out like a year later while everybody else exists in real time. Where it's hmm. like it's only been eight hours, and it's like." Well, I've had a birthday since then, <laughs> and it was really crappy because I got to celebrate it during my 15-minute break. Yeah, but you get paid tomorrow. Who's going automatic deposit? Yeah. You get paid tomorrow. I thought it's the 23rd. It is, but it goes into the into the bank a day early. Ooh. So you get that one-day paycheck. Ooh. So you might get paid a whole 50 bucks. Ooh, I, I, I'm so excited. You should be. By my purgatory job. Exactly. All I can say is that... And the sad thing is, it's a job job, I wanted. (laughs) Be be so happy that somehow, through religious crazy miracle (laughs) things, somebody was looking out for you and they did not give it to you. That's probably true, yeah. Because it's terrible. It is the worst job I think I've ever had. Waiting for a family guy reference. (laughs) It's just... I don't... I moved more boxes yesterday than any day ever when I worked for FedEx. Jeez. And I did it with office clothes on. I smelled like a stinky butthole by before 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's the worst thing. There's no reason and to And then as I up. do that, the the bosses come in there and they're like, it's kind of cold in here. And it's like, why don't you move a whole bunch of boxes? You know? And then they think you only move like 100 boxes. But through their process... You have to touch the box four different times before it's complete. Therefore, one box gets picked up four times. So if you did 100 boxes, you've done 400 boxes. And with you being one of two males that work there, you could do all that. Right. Well, anyways, uh, long story short, I hate my job, <laughs> but it it almost has to get better. I don't see how. I mean, it probably won't, but... Well, I keep, I keep saying this, so I go in with a positive attitude every truthfully, day. Truthfully, it's just starting. It's a contract. It's government. They always screw up at the beginning. It'll take a while, but being at the ground floor, being a manager already, that means that once they actually know what they're doing, you get put into the higher positions. When it expands, you go up higher, et cetera, et cetera. That's the only thing I can think of. And right? that's the that's the way to do it. And so, therefore, I'm just trying to bite my tongue as much as I can. Anyways, this has been Shitty Jobs with Scott. Welcome to Shitty Jobs with Scott. I'm your host, Scott, and I have a shitty job. How's that? Mine's pretty shitty. Yeah. But it pays much better, so. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, What else has been going on with me? I got to beat you in Blood Bowl, which was Mm -hmm. always satisfying because that rarely happens. God. Gosh. Okay, go back and look at the records. I'm not looking at the records. Exactly. Regardless. Um, so I'm um, one and one with my ogres, or one win, one tie in our season, our early season so far with my ogres. So I'm pretty happy with that. Good. Um, you know, I have, I have an ogre with three agility, and I don't really like my other skills. I can't get any double rolls when they skill up. And with you random plus one agility. I know, but with random skills, you need a few of those double rolls so you have that 50-50 chance on getting, like, you know, you wrestle You got block. plus one agility on an ogre. It's not enough, Steve. Yeah. Don't you realize? It is. A coach 
that has the fire to win is never satisfied. Apparently. This is why uh, Golden Toe Joe should fire Bo Shimbuck, Shim Kicker, or whatever that dude's name is, and hire a new coach because a coach is never satisfied. You think Bill Belichick's happy? No. He wouldn't have been happy if they would have won the Super Bowl against the Giants and had an undefeated season. Well, maybe. That might have been the one time that right. guy would have smiled. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. So, yeah, I want it to get better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and let's see. I haven't played my other game yet, so I haven't had any of that. Um, doing fairly well still in my fumble league so far, but i got some tough games coming up. And I played so far ahead, I haven't had to play any games lately. So. I was like, you haven't mentioned anything. That's what I mean. I, yeah. I, I played so far ahead that uh, I think my last game was against uh, John. I think I even talked about that maybe on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a while. I'm, I'm way ahead on that. So, uh Life is actually pretty pretty good, except for the eight hours that feels like a year and a half. But that's why we have podcasts. That's right. So we can kind of vent and rant and... I meant to listen to and, you know, oh. make the day go by faster. Yeah, I'm waiting to pull that. I would like to listen to my iPod and not talk to any of you people once more things happen. Yeah. Because I don't want it to get taken away from me early. Mm-hmm. So, I'll wait. Once you actually know what you're supposed to be doing and can just right, sit there and exactly. work without being micromanaged. Yeah. Right. So there you go. I got you. Oh, so you probably want to know what we're going to talk about on this episode, though, right? Not me. Oh, you I, don't I want know. to know? You do? The listeners might want to know. Oh, okay. So do you want to tell them or should no, I? So I didn't write it down. Oh, okay. So we're, we have an exclusive interview with Brian Two, Chaos Cup 2014 champion and friend of the podcast and oklahoma bowl champion two-time oklahoma bowl champion right so and if he makes it three then he just can't come play anymore no he can come play he, he travels as far away so that's true. <laughs> we'll let him um after that we're going to talk some uh some foul play from the blood bowl team manager which we kind of we did a quick little quick review, review before, but, but we both now played this several times now. Mm-hmm. So we really wanted to let with, you know what we thought of with the game. almost all the rules. Right, there's a lot of new rules. We left out some. Right, but it's still fun. All right, and or then is uh, it? Is it? Oh, I, I, don't I don't know. know. I didn't want to blow them. <laughs> yeah. And then we're gonna go open up the old campaign book from second edition. Companion book. What did I say? Campaign. Oh, well, companion, campaign, however you want to look at it. Close enough. The companion book in the Star Player books allows you to play a campaign uh-huh. in Blood Bowl. Companion book, yes. Go the ahead. red companion book. Uh, we're going to take a look at some secret weapons, but I'm not telling you which. I think I know. All right. Maybe. And then, of course, we'll have some shout-outs at the end of the podcast. Sounds good. And we'll be right back after this important message. Hey, Steve. Have you listened to any good Blood Bowl podcasts lately? Just our own. Oh, have you tried the Ziggy Llama Show? Why would I want to listen to a show about llamas? It's not about llamas. It's about... Sigmund Lamar and his zany antics for Blood Bowl. Is, is he Bart Llama? No, it's the Ziggy Llama Show. It's the latest, newest fad of Blood Bowl podcasts. 
Okay, I'm still stuck on this llama thing. What the hell's going on? It's the Ziggy Llama Show. Okay, but yeah, it's a llama. It's the Ziggy Llama Show. Is, it named, is the llama named? It's the Ziggy Llama Show. The hell? The Ziggy Llama Show. Okay, are you just going to say that to anything? The Ziggy Llama Show. Anything I say? The Ziggy Llama Show. Have you had a stroke? The Ziggy Llama Show. Okay, that's a The Ziggy Llama Show. Okay, I'm going to have to the get Ziggy you Lama show. medical attention. The Ziggy Llama Show. The Ziggy Llama Show. We're back with Brian Two, who just came off a Chaos Cup victory, I guess you could say. I guess since he won it all. Yeah, that would be a Chaos Cup victory. <laughs> wouldn't that wouldn't that be a victory in itself? I consider that a victory for sure. How yeah. are you guys? Doing great. How are you doing, Mr. Brian Two? Fantastic, thank you. Thanks for having me on. So has it sunk in yet that you're the best player in America? For now. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, for Steve. Now. <laughs> Maybe for that one day I was uh you know up there a bit, but that was that was really a cool experience. I don't doubt it. What did it feel like to be to be one out of ninety four coaches? Man, I cannot describe to you the, the feeling I had when I knew it was in sight and you know, playing that last game just when things started to come together, I just couldn't contain myself. <laughs> it's a pretty awesome feeling. The, the thing about that, though, is there's so many great coaches there that you don't get to play them all. So I just happened to have good matchups. It worked out in my favor, and, man, it sure feels good to be on top. Yeah, and I did my part by losing to you. So <laughs> Yeah, I really appreciate that. Thank You're you. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but I was one of only two people to score on him, so I have that to go with. Yeah, I that's like, true. You did score. I like to tease Steve that you let him score on you. Just so you could get the ball back, score on him, and then you know milk the second half. But yeah, let's let's let him feel good, huh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to walk? Should we walk through the matches and just maybe discuss a little bit of them? Sure. So, so round one, Steve's looking at the. He played the, Zoot Suit Jeff with Underworld. Actually, why don't right. he tell us about his team first? Yeah, let yeah let's go over your team first. I guess that makes the most sense. Okay, certainly. So I, I took uh, Cast Dwarfs. I ended up going with one Bull Centaur. Just couldn't afford the other one because I took a Minotaur as well. And then the six Cast Dwarfs, and then I believe I had three Hobgoblins, mm -hmm. two rerolls. And so I, I, I stacked up the Bull Centaur to have Break Tackle and Block. Turned out to be a fabulous choice. <laughs> and then I took Claw and the Minotaur. And uh, I've, I've seen other Chaos Dwarf teams where they'll play, take block on the Minotaur and not take anything at all. That claw helped me so many times. It was a good choice. So you went with only so, 11 people? Uh, I had, let's see. I may have taken four Hobgoblins. I have to check. I think I did have a reserve, though. Okay. I was, yep, I had a reserve. I, I was just curious because there's, there's all this strategic you know, advice that some people give you by the, saying, you know, take 11 guys in the Apothecary or take 12 guys and I'm always of the mindset when I go to tournaments, and obviously I don't usually fare as well as you do, but I always seem to – I try to have two re-rolls or a re-roll and a leader, and then I try to have a bench player because it doesn't matter what I play. If I get hit, I feel like my armor breaks and I'm casualtyed out really early on. <laughs> right. So I well, was just curious what the better players kind of take. <laughs> I, I can't speak for the better players, but I've done it both ways. I've taken a pot sometimes. I've taken an extra guy. Um, 
I, I felt like I wanted the extra guy this time just in case, and I've need, I needed it almost every game. Now, the Apoth works out sometimes if you, if you fear you're going to lose a, a key player. If I would have lost a Bull Centaur early on and, and used that to maybe bring him back, or, or even on a, if he's knocked out to keep him on the pitch, that might have been helpful. Um, but I think I needed that extra guy. There was only one game where maybe it, it would have helped me the other way. But um, I don't know. It worked out for me this time. So I, I'm kind of leaning towards the extra guy at this point. Okay. So Zoot Suit Jeff, you faced first round. He had Underworld. That has to... Now, he was playing Underworld, un, all Underworld goblins and Morgue, right? No, that was uh, the oh, Looney Shaman. That was, oh, that was Looney. Oh, sorry. My bad. Looney. No, but I was uh, I was somewhat worried about playing Zoot Suit because he he had the the stunty team, and you know the strength of schedule matters so much in this tournament. I was worried that maybe that wouldn't fare well for me, but um, it, it turned out to be okay in the end. But I've played Jeff before. Jeff's a great guy from the West Coast, so I see him at other tournaments. Um, we we helped with the NETC. He he run that ran that, and and I was able to help with that, and so I know him really well. It's always fun to play someone you know well, uh, but I, I ended up winning two to nothing. It, it just it's hard for goblins to compete against dwarves. So um, I was I I was expecting that to go that way. It, it did. He's a great competitor, but it ended up two to nothing. So I was worried about strength of schedule coming off that. Yeah, that makes sense because he's not probably going to fare too well. And with ninety four coaches, six rounds, there's a good chance of more than two people being undefeated right right and you know i wasn't worried at first because it's like okay you know I'll, I'll probably do okay in the chaos cup but i never expected to be that high right <laughs> but after winning a few <laughs> games you're thinking miss this might actually impact me i guess the one advantage that we had in the first game is we started on the very top table so <laughs> that's cool i figure well i'm already up here the, the worst i can do is go down from here and the, the best i can do is hopefully stay up so Turns out that even with the win, I still went down a, f- a few spots. You went down to table three, where you, you yes. faced your toughest opponent, me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the most entertaining opponent of the, the of the tournament. So. I try. <laughs> yeah, it was the first of three games against orcs. Right, exactly. All in a row. And you know, orcs are always a tough matchup, but I I usually fare okay against orcs. So, you know, that worked out pretty well. And, and just one last thing about uh, playing Zoot Suit. Zoot Suit, it was really cool to be at, at the top table to start. And so I think we took some pictures and, and that was nice. Uh, you know, at least we started out there. But um, going down to the third table, playing you, Steve, um, I felt at least I'm in the top three still. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That was my highest I've ever played there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was all happy until I saw who it was. I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose. Yeah, who did you say? I, like, fr- I first said he's. Oh, you I, thought I was, he was so gonna... worried that I was going to play Delavis again, Vanderby, right? Because it, I gave him such a hard time last year when I beat his chaos. I saw the pairings and I was like, "Well, Steve like, ah. enjoyed." He's like, "Who do I play?" And I was like, "Grither." And you he's didn't like, play Matt. And he's like, "Oh, I got to play Vanderby." And I was like, "No, no, no, no it's worse." I recognize the Brian. name. I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, crap!" Yeah. <laughs> Well, Steve, you, you mentioned that right away. Oh, crap, this is a bad matchup. Yeah. More confidence, man. You you can easily do it. Oh, I know. I, I never feel like I am completely outclassed by anyone because yeah. two times we've played, I've tied you, and I've lost by one. So it's not completely being destroyed. 
And this exactly. is technically my third game I've played with orcs. I played a couple of preseason games, but I'm not good with orcs. <laughs> well, I think I think there's a little bit of everything. <laughs> so far, me and Steve have been changing teams constantly at the tournament circuit. Yeah, and really, I think you have to play a team for a while to really get the nuances and used to them in every in every way. I mean, yeah. wouldn't you? I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, and, you know, one thing you have to remember is any coach can beat any other coach when the dice are rolling hot. Mm-hmm. And you just you just have to have that confidence that, hey, this is maybe my time to do it. You know, yeah. you want to have some skill to back that up, of course. <laughs> and so practice definitely helps, but you never know when, when that will happen for you. If I remember correctly, I got rid of one of your guard blockers pretty quick, didn't I? Yeah, I think so. And And, you know... I, I think I kicked to you that game, yeah. and you came down, and didn't you score right away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. And then you came back, and you were on the sidelines, and I was, thought I was going to get a blitz on you, and I dodged like through three tackle zones, and then I realized it was a line orc, so I could just base you instead of hitting oh, you right. with the blitzer. I was like, <laughs> oh, one more space, and I'd have a shot. But no, it just didn't work. Shag. <laughs> Got to know your guys, right? Yeah. You, you could have definitely had that, though. But it happens. All right. So there was... Well, and so I, I think because of that, I was able to blitz you out of the way, and, and I was able to get down where you couldn't get me anymore, and, and I was able yeah. to score my, my turn eight. Yeah, and also I, uh, the only way that I could tie up that guy was on the sideline. So when you blitzed me, you actually knocked me out of bounds. So it was like completely uh, out, and I'm like, eh, I've got nothing now. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> so then you had a nice little lunch break, and then you came back for round three. Who do you face in round three? That's uh, Sarge, also with Nick Hansen, and it, it was the Black Bay uh, Bone Grinders, I believe. Right. I think that was his so teammate. Nick Hansen from Chicago, the other Sarge, right? That's right, the other Sarge. <laughs> I, I tell you, Nick is a great guy. Uh, I got to know him a little bit at, at Zlurpy. And, man, I have never played him, but we had just a, a fantastic game. have to give him a ton of credit. He played really well. That was the only game that I drew. And, uh, you know, that's that's the one game where I, I did make a, a mistake that, that cost me, but a great lesson learned, and he played really well. So um, in that game, I, I kicked again, and he was able to come down and score on me. Now, that was the one game where an apothecary would have been really nice because early on, I used my bull centaur to uh, try to get in position. I failed to go for it, failed the, the sure feet, and he injured himself. Ooh. And, and that was early on, so there goes my mobility. And, of course, I would have loved the apothecary right then. <laughs> so, so you actually uh, – Out for the game. So I, I'm just, did I just hear this right? You actually roll ones and then you re-roll them and roll another one. That does it, happen. It happens. Oh, okay. It happens. <laughs> happens to everyone. Uh, yes, it does. Well, you know, it does make a case. That was one of the few games where I had the, those problems. It does make a case that when you have a team like that where, you know, obviously the Bull Centaur is such a crucial piece to that team – is he so crucial that the apothecary is better than just another lineman? And you I know, kinda, that's why I kind of think ahead. you're right. I, the apothecary might be the better choice in the long run if you have like a star player like that. 
and I, I don't know if you guys remember, but I think I took the apothecary of the Oklahoma Bowl. Yeah. And and that's for that very reason. When you lose a critical guy like that, it is just so key. I just for this tournament I figured, you know, he's got armor nine, he's got thick skull, he's probably not gonna go down as much as, as others. So I, I figured that the extra guy would be helpful because I, I just assumed my hobgoblins would go out. Yeah. Turns out that my hobgoblins never went out of the game for the most part. It was other guys. <laughs> when when I played in I played uh Chaos Dwarfs in two thousand eleven at Chaos Cup, the first tournament we attended. I, okay. I had the extra Hobgoblin, too, and Hobgoblins never got hurt. It was the Chaos Dwarves and the Bull Centaurs that always got casualty. It was the weirdest thing ever. So, I don't know. There's some weird... Maybe they have magical armor <laughs> Chaos Cup. I don't know. It's, it's possible. Odd. How did you... I don't know what it is. I, I think a lot of guys go after like the, the Bull and the Minotaur and others because they're more crucial players, but... Man, I, I play opposite. I'm going to go after your weakest guy, and, and for me, that's that's the hobgoblin. You go after my hobgoblins, I'm probably going out. But so that's also, why I took the, the extra hobgoblin, but you I also could have really guard. used it in this game. <laughs> you know, you have guard, and you tend to keep him behind the line of everyone, so it's kind of hard to get to him sometimes. Right. And so he was able to come down, and I think he scored and maybe turned four something like that similar to to what you did steve and so i figured you know i still have a chance but i've lost my my best player so you know we'll see how it goes from here well i was able to to get the ball up and it it, we got into a scrum um i i lost the ball there was just a couple of turns left and i was able to somehow get his guys out of the ball out of the way dodge my hobgoblin to pick up the ball I had to dodge out and get away, and this is where I made a mistake. I was so excited to get the ball back again <laughs> that I didn't realize it, where he could get, come and get me, and if I would have just gone for it two times and I had the reroll, I would have completely been out of his range. But I didn't go for it the two times. I was in range. I just had one guy protecting, and he was able to dodge out and get the one die block and get me out. So I did not score in that first half to tie it up then, and that kind of you know blew my chance to win the game. Although conversely, you also went for it with Bull Centaur and failed twice and hurt yourself. So you never yeah, know what's going to happen. I think I, I was probably <laughs> thinking about that, but you know I, I should have just played my odds again and, and gotten out of the way. But you know it didn't work out there. Yeah. In the second half, I, I think I did try to score quickly so that I at least had a chance. Um, so I, I did. Sc- Score in the second half. I just couldn't get the ball back. Luckily, I could. I, I stopped him, so it ended up a one-one draw. Okay, that was going to be my question. I was wondering at that point, were you settling for a tie, or if you were going to try to push it and then see what happens? So, so from what you've told us, it sounds like Nick got the ball back with a few plays left, and he kind of settled, maybe. Or did he try to score too? Uh, I, I think you always try to score. I, I just don't think there was enough turns to do so. I was I was really hoping that maybe I could get my guys up there, but that's where I really needed the bull. I just I if you if you base my dwarves, my hobgoblins are, are, are very limited in what they can do. I just I just couldn't stop it. Well, I'm always going to play for the win, though. I, I never settle for a tie, even though I probably should sometimes. <laughs> I, I always just I, I hope that something will go in my favor and it, it does sometimes. And that, that typically works out. It works out more often than, than not. Well, I, w- I was just curious because there's so me and Steve talk about this ever since the very first chaos cup we went to. And I, it seems like there's a lot of players that at a certain point they'll settle for that tie or even with 
you know, two plays left. They'll like, there's no way I can score. And, and I'm looking across the board and I'm like, they have guys that move six and it's only 12 spaces to the you know end zone. And so I was just curious how maybe a, um, how should I say it? I mean, a higher ranked player than myself looks at that situation. So I'm, I'm glad that you realize that, yeah, I need to score and I need to win because it's a big tournament. So. But I've well, had- let me let me just give you one recent example. So, uh, again, with my cast dwarves, I was playing against the Nurgle team, and he was able to go up two zero on me in the in the first half. You know, just getting the rolls. I was getting some guys out. It was just really, really not a good game for me. Well, I'm receiving in the second half. I go for the immediate score. I'm just figuring maybe I can somehow pull off a miracle and tie it. So he sets up blitz. So I go back, I get the ball, and heck, I score again. I set up, <laughs> only two turns left, blitz. <laughs> right. I'm able to go back, get the ball, and I win three to two. That's Blood Bowl. <laughs> That's Blood Bowl, and there's no way that could have happened without two blitzes. But had I even waited a turn, it wouldn't have been possible. So I scored as quickly as possible. And, and when, you, when you have things, just freaky things like that happen, you realize, got to play for the win. You know, yeah. something can happen. Cool. And so yeah. you, at that point you had two wins and a tie. Now, did you feel the championship slipping away from you at that point, or was it not a consideration and you're like, I still might finish high? Actually, I, I figured it was over for me. It, you, you may remember a couple of years ago when uh, Core came out and he was five wins and a draw and wasn't at the top table. Yeah. And just because of strength of schedule, he didn't make it. And I figured because, you know, I played that stunty team in the first round and because I had a tie already after game three, I'm figuring I'm going to go down to probably table 10 at least. And uh, here's, here's what was shocking. In that third round, because, uh, because Stephen, you and I played and, and, and I beat you, I went up to table two. So I was within the top three tables. Well, in that, after that last, uh, last game against Sarge, I only went down to table four. And I'm thinking, table four after a draw, that's amazing. I thought I'd be down to at least yeah. nine or ten. I wonder if a lot of other people so, drew, drew that round. And I think that's what was happening. There, were, there weren't many teams or many coaches that were undefeated at that point, or at least uh, had all wins. So I guess based on the strength of schedule up to then, I, I must have been up there somewhere. So on my, my fourth game, I played Greg, I think it's Kubli, something like that. Yeah, Greg Kubli, yeah. Yeah, no, another really nice guy. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, he's uh, the reason I, Steve just gave me a funny look. Uh, I know him from uh, we played on Fumble. Uh, we oh, were okay. we were in a three die blocks Highlander league. You know where they had all the different races and only one of each of each race. And uh, right. Greg actually, I I met. I didn't realize he was even there. I met him like I talk about it in our Chaos Cup special where the last day as everybody's saying their goodbyes, I run into him. And I just see this gentleman walking down the same aisle as me, and I say, "Hey, how's it going?" And he's like, "Good." And then all of a sudden, he starts talking fluff with me, and he's like, "You know," and he t- starts telling me like all the, I I guess this guy heard about some of my teams and stuff from the podcast, and he was checking up on him because he's like, <laughs> I didn't think this place existed in the old world, but it does. So I really love that team and this and that. <laughs> so I was glad to meet Greg. Really nice guy, though. Sorry. Absolutely, Sorry, I went and, on and you know he had he had like a, a hurt leg or ankle or something. So he came uh, 
up in a walking boot. And so I felt bad for the guy because you could tell he was in a, li- a bit of pain. And so I, I was hoping that maybe he was on a lot of painkillers, so that would uh, you know lessen his experience. <laughs> Not so. No, he's a pretty good player from what at least on fumble he was. So, no, he's a great player, absolutely. Um, really, really great coach. But I think this is one of those games where that claw on the Minotaur really came through, and right away I was getting some guys off the pitch, and and that's where it, it ended up after a few turns. It, it just wasn't going to be close. Was this another so, orc team? This was another orc team, third so, in a row. Which, thir- three in a row. Wow. At that point, I'm kind of sick of orcs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Now you, you have to remember, though, one of my uh, one of my best uh, best friends who who got me into Blood Bowl, Rich Kilton, who usually comes to Cast Cop and should have been here this year. Rich, shame on you. Post, is this postman <laughs> Rich? Every turn. Is this postman yeah, Rich? Uh, okay. This is Rakkar, who uh, he's he's come to a couple of Chaos Cups. He does the West Coast Quake, and uh, he helps me co-run the the Rocky Mountain Rampage. He's a great orc coach, and I've played against him orcs so many times that I, I feel very confident playing against orcs. So playing three orc teams in a row, it's it's not ideal. You know, they're always a tough matchup, but I feel like I can do well. And this is one of one of those games where just with those few casualties early on, it it just uh, got out of hand pretty quickly. How did you feel the dice were this year? Because <laughs> I've gone four years in a row, and this is the craziest year for dice, it felt like. Because I was getting people down left and right, but I just could not break armor or cause casualties at all. Well, Steve, I'm sorry about that, but they worked pretty well for me. Yeah, I kind of figured, (laughs) but, you know, I was just curious. Well, you know, they they had a couple of different types of dice. I think I used the blue and the the, the gold with the, the silver trim that... They were really nice, beautiful-looking dice. I used those after that first game the entire tournament. Um, and I only used those, and they worked pretty well for me. I was wondering <laughs> if the top tables got superstitious because when you start going down to those lower-tier tables, you just start talking about stuff and going like, oh, I hate these blue dice or I hate this or that. So I'm glad the top table guys do the same thing <laughs> if they think that one one pair of dice are hotter than the other. Oh, man, I was just rolling those every game. So. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the, the interesting thing, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but um, each round until the finals, uh, my opponents wanted to roll their own dice, and, and, and that's what I prefer as well, just so it's easy and you don't you know, lose track of them. But in the final match, um, Gregster wanted to share dice, and, and I'm okay with that too, but we used my dice, and so maybe that worked in my Ooh. favor. <laughs> All right, so this is the first day. You have three, three wins, one tie, no losses. And still feeling like you're out of it, but still feeling pretty good, right? You know, at that point, once I realized after that draw, I was still at table four. And after winning that match, I realized that there was only one other coach or one coach total that was uh, was uh, undefeated with, with all wins. And okay. uh, that was Gregster. So at that point, I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm probably going to be okay the next day. I'm probably going to play either Vanderbee. Or I might play Gregster, or I might play this Kemry coach who I, I didn't know. <laughs> but I knew I wouldn't play some of the others because I'd either already played them or there was something that, uh, you know, I, I knew I would be ahead of them from strength of schedule since I was already at table four and probably moving up. So I, I kind of figured who I was going to play the next day, and I, I whittled it down between it had to be either Vanderbee or it had to be this Kemry coach because I had the draw. I didn't think I would be at the top table. 
And sure enough, he was that Camry coach who uh, I think his NAF name is the Spider. Yeah, that's Sam. <laughs> yeah, Sam. Yeah, yeah. He's Sam. a he's a nice guy. And I think I think this Chaos Cup was his first tabletop experience tournament. I mean, I don't think exactly. He, yeah, he's played online, but he hasn't ever played tabletop before. And before we go too far, um, I don't want to sound like a, a d bag to you or anything, but I think it's Gangster. I don't yeah, think it it's, it, it's Gangster, right? Instead of Gregster. Yeah. Because I wanted to call right. him Gregster too, and then somebody mentioned his name was Paul Gag, mm-hmm. so it's Gangster. I just want to be respectful right. to him. So. Yeah, great guy. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about him in a moment. But Sam was uh, also a great opponent. But this was his first uh, first tournament, at least. I don't know if he'd played tabletop at all, but I know he was in Matt Vanderby's online league. And uh, Vanderby was telling me, because we were, we were sitting right next to each other, I was back at, I think, table two, and uh, Vanderby was saying, oh, yeah, Sam's really good. He's a great coach. Um, and, and he said, sorry, Brian, you know, I, I like you a lot, but I'm, I'm rooting for Sam on this one, <laughs> <laughs> which I totally understand. That's great. And a fa- the fact that he's at table two with the Camry team is awesome. He had a great tournament up to that point. Now, yeah. do you know how his Camry team was set up? By any chance? Let's see. I, I I remember that he had three Tomb Guardians with Mighty Blow. That helps. And I I think the the other one I think it was Guard. Okay. Then he had um I I think he had a a Guard Blitzraw, and I'm I'm trying to remember if he I think he had a Tackle Blitzraw, which I forget about the Tackle because I don't have any Dodge, so it doesn't mean anything to me. Right. Yeah. So um, I, I, I think that's how he was set up. And those uh, having, having four Tomb Guardians, three with Mighty Blow, obviously, you know, that's, that's going to cause me problems since I don't have quite the strength. I only have the one Bull Centaur. So I was definitely worried. Well, go ahead and talk about turns the out, <laughs> Yeah, it ter- turns out that every single match of this tournament I kicked. Some of them um, they chose to receive. I think since it was working so well, I just, whenever I had the option, I chose to kick. So I kicked to him, and I was I was able to somehow get around his uh, his cage and, and get to the ball and get to the ball, and I was able to take that out, um, and I was able to score in my first half. Um, I think I had some real lucky rolls in that, and I do remember that Sam had some really unlucky rolls. I mean, there were there were times where all he needed to do was was roll a was roll a, a go for it to get me down. He he'd fail it. And then he would he would hit with his Tomb Guardians. It'd be both down. He'd re-roll it both downs again. Didn't have blocks. So I think there was turn after turn where that was happening. And it just allowed me to get behind his uh, his players and, and get to the ball carrier. And once I was able to get the ball myself, I was able to, to hold him back. I think there were a couple of things. I wish I could remember it a little more uh, clearly. But I think he had a chance and... Uh, he he like double scold or something and got a guy out of the game and that was just it. <laughs> so I was able to score in the first half when he received and at that point I know he was down a couple of guys and I was feeling pretty good. Uh, second half I received I was able to just form my cage I don't think I was missing anyone so I had the man advantage and I was just able to tie up those tomb guardians with a chaos dwarf to the point where he he couldn't really do a whole lot and that that really saved me so. Um, I was able to march down the pitch, was able to score my turn eight, and ended up with a two to nothing win. Um, 
you have to give a lot of credit to Sam. He's a great opponent, but those dice were not going to his favor that game. And I think time after time, he was just very frustrated with either double ones or double skulls or both downs. So that was that was a game where it probably shouldn't have been two to nothing, but because of his dice and, and I was rolling okay, it just turned out that way. Well, good. Yeah, so I was feeling pretty good about my dice at that point. <laughs> I would think so. And uh, after that round, I, I I knew I would be in the top table, depending on if uh, if there was a win at the top table. If there was a draw, I still liked my chances, but I know there was another coach that also had just uh, four wins and a draw. So I was I was hoping that would be me, but turns out that. Uh, that Gexter was able to beat Vanderbee, and so at that point I, I figured, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be up there. So was he undefeated at the time? He was 5-0. and oh. Yeah, he went into the, the finals. Only, the hmm. only team with five five wins. So, you know, he had a great tournament, and I have to tell you, he played some really tough opponents. I mean, not only did he be, play Vanderbee, but he played some other really top, top opponents from the U.S., and he was able to pull it out. But I think what he was saying is most of his, his games were really close. So they were some really hard-fought battles. And he was playing Norse, right? So he was playing Norse. And, and you have to remember, this is a team that I, I used to play and did pretty well with. And so I, I know Norse pretty well. And he had a really surprising lineup. Um, so do you want me to go ahead and, and talk about that? Yes, go ahead. Okay. Uh, all right. So I was really surprised that Gexter did not take any Ulforners. To, to me, Ulforners are the backbone of the team. Um, I love them for multiple reasons. And so not having any Ulfs at all was kind of a shock to me. He did have the Yeti, and he did have Berserkers, and he, he maxed up uh, skills on those guys. He did not have a runner either. So he basically had the Yeti, two Blitz or two Berserkers, and everyone else was a lineman. So who was... Just curious, like who was his ball carrier? Uh, just a lineman? Just a lineman, yep. Wow, that is different. So, I've never seen a – not that I've seen a ton of Norse builds, um, but I've never seen one like that. Exactly. So I was actually feeling pretty good about the matchup because I actually outstrength them for once. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my games up to this point, I was outstrength other than the Underworld game. So I was feeling pretty good about this. But I'll tell you what, uh, Gegster is an amazing coach. And uh, what happened in that in that game is right off very first turn, he he got out one of my chaos dwarves, and so I'm thinking, okay, well you know I can I can do with without one. Um, next turn he got out another chaos dwarf, Jeez. and I'm thinking, okay now now he's getting out my 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 high armor guys, and he's just getting some really good rolls. I'm down a couple of guys, and I'm just thinking this is. This is not looking good for me. He had the ball again. I, I kicked to him. He was able to bring it down. But then things changed. So he was able to uh, run around, uh, ha- have his cage get through my guys, able to form a cage, and he had four corners. This is where I blitzed with my bull centaur because my, my minotaur was, was down. He was out of the picture. I blitzed with the bull centaur onto one of his corners, um, onto a berserker, killed him. So I'm thinking, okay, at least I got one guy out. Next turn, I, I blitz with the bull again, go after the other berserker, and he's out as well. Two <laughs> two injuries, two turns, now we're, we're even nine to nine, and I'm thinking, okay, he's got two berserkers out. I've got two chaos dwarves out. I'm still feeling okay at this point, and I was able to 
bring my defense back and stop him from scoring in that in that first turn. And I was feeling really good at that point. Feeling at least I was able to stop him. Um, now here's the thing: we rolled sweltering heat for weather. So going into the second half, I think we each had some knockouts. I think we each had a couple of injuries. So it was pretty even. When we rolled for the sweltering heat, I lost my Minotaur. Ooh. He got his Yeti, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, my Minotaur's out. That's pro- that's that's where I get most of my my casualties and knockouts. So I'm not feeling really good about that. Turns out that I had seven guys on the pitch. He only had six. So wow. I'm still thinking. At least I have my bull. I have a couple of hobgoblins. I got. A, I have a few dwarves. So I can try to at least play some kind of cage. He's only got six guys. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty good, but here's what happened. First turn on the line of scrimmage, I get two knockouts. Jeez. He's only got four guys at that point. I've got my seven. So we, he had to use his, his uh, Yeti to, to basically do some amazing things against me. And this is where he had a string of bad luck where it was a, a wild animal. Um, he he failed something. I think uh, one of those he failed with his Yeti, it failed a block, and that would have really made a big difference. But because he failed it, I was able to get out of reach. And at that point, it was just stalling until I could score. <laughs> now, I was still worried because, remember, Gegster's an amazing coach. I'm thinking even with four guys, he can still do it. He can stop me and, and at least play for the draw. And the thing that you have to remember about this match is if we draw, he wins. Right, yeah. So he's at that point, I think he's just playing for the draw because he's going to win regardless. So I just I had to score. I had to win this match. And uh, I was able to at least get his guys. I, I fouled a couple of times, get him out of range. So at least my ball carrier couldn't be hit. And I man, I played it safe. I mean, I, I, I left nothing up for any type of negotiation. <laughs> Uh, he was he he could not get to me, and uh, then I was just hitting him down. I think I got after a while a couple more guys out by the by the end of the match, and you know at that point it wasn't even it it wasn't any question. So it was an awesome first half. The fact that you know he was getting his my guys out, I was getting his. It was really closely closely fought. But after the sweltering heat and after getting those two knockouts in the first half, um, it was really an uphill battle for him. Now you have to you have to also think about once I was starting to get those guys out and this is the first half I'm at the top table playing against you know one of the top players in in the world um, from the UK who you know in the US we fear the guys from Europe <laughs> we know that they're better than us we've had guys come to the Chaos Cup and win uh, last two years so I'm thinking you know just the fact that I can play against Gegster in the top round. If I lose, I'm still happy. You know, I'm I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. But when I have four guys left, or when he has four guys left, and I have my seven, I'm able to to cage up, and I have a chance to win the game. I I just could hardly contain myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet it was just a great opportunity, and you took advantage of it. And you're right; all four of the guys from England came over here. Not one of them was a a normal player. You know, they're all high ranked, and they're just great players. I mean. I don't know what it is about the Europeans or everybody from the other side of the ocean, but they're, I don't know, different disciplined or just better players than most of us over here. <laughs> at least that's how it feels like. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's guys over there that aren't very good at Blood Bowl, but the ones who travel seem to be pretty good players. Well, I mean, yeah. if you think about it thematically, they don't have the NFL. 
they've got soccer. So they're right. used to having one guy carry the ball downfield, and then you strike and make your goal. Whereas we, like, I know that's a lot of my problem, is I watch NFL, I like football, I like to have a quarterback who throws the ball to the wide receiver and then goes for a touchdown. That's not the smartest play. <laughs> you know, that, that's that's a really good point because I wonder because because this is a game around the NFL in which we as Americans just love, we idolize, and we know it so well, we almost want our our matches to end up like an NFL game. You know, yeah. high scoring, lots of lots of high flying things. And maybe because that's not so familiar to them, they they are more disciplined and they just play the strategy rather than the, the rather than the actual game of football. Yeah, because if you listen to them, they are always happy with getting a zero one win. It's like they kick off the ball, they play defense, they receive, grind it out, and get that one score, and that's how they like to win. And they don't take a lot of big chances. No. I mean, right? Playing some two of the guys from Team Sweden last year near the top tables last year i was just like they're just so disciplined on stuff you know where i look at opportunities like i gotta strike now and i gotta make sure this strikes now they're just disciplined and they'll wait and be patient and it usually pays off for them but well regardless uh for the first time in since our first chaos cup me and steve went to since 2011 we have an american that won chaos cup and uh um, right and a buddy of the podcast, so that's really awesome. So we're really happy for you, and congratulations on that, man. Hey, thank you so much. It was it was definitely a, an awesome experience. Um, I, I can't I, I can't speak enough about it because it's it's just something I probably won't be able to duplicate again. <laughs> <laughs> it feels really good, but the fact that I had great matches, you know, there were great opponents there. Ninety four coaches, and I, I have to tell you, this is my fifth Chaos Cup. Um, and the only reason I do tournaments is because of that very first Chaos Cup. That was my very first tournament, and it was so much fun. There were, there were about 40 people at that one, but it was just so much fun that I knew that this was something I wanted to continue doing, and, and I have the luxury of being able to travel for work, so I have the opportunity to, to go to several tournaments. But this, by far, was the, was the most fun I've ever had. I mean, just with so many people, so many things going on, lots of you know, lots of great people from all around. It was just so much fun. I will, I will very much agree. And I was on the near last table. I didn't win my first matchup until round six. But I was telling Steve, for some <laughs> reason, this was the most fun I've ever had at a tournament. And I don't know if it was the environment or just – you know, now we've gone to these things four years in a row, and now we know people. You know, we it's like it's like seeing old friends. You know, that you see a couple right. times a year, and yeah, it was a, a great environment. And if you would have told me I would have had a bad tournament and not win a game until the last game, I would have told you oh, I'd, I'd had a terrible time. But I didn't. It, it was really fun, and I can't wait to do it again. So. Hey, that's awesome. So hats that's off awesome. to Katie and all them for you know running such a great tournament and stuff. But I, I look forward to next year and hopefully we have even more players. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I have to give a lot of credit to you know the whole the whole Cast Cup committee. You know, Johnny P has really taken this to the next level over the last few years. So to the point where he can hand it off to Katie and the committee, they did just an amazing job. And you know, my hat goes off as well to. 
to the the wives and to Brian Mitchell for doing the painting, and just everyone, Mike Moeller, everybody who comes in and just gives of their time and effort to make this uh, a great event. You know, many of them weren't able to play. They they dedicate their whole weekend to this so that we can have a great time. And you know, thanks so much. I mean, we we really appreciate it. And I know they they don't get enough credit. And I think we we really need to to put kudos to them because they did an amazing job. Well, I totally agree with that. I mean, um, I know there's a lot of people, you know, whether you tune into Slurpcast or care for, you know, their content or whatever. People really should give Johnny P a lot of credit because from I've heard stories of previous Chaos Cups before he took over. And from what I've heard, and I don't know if all of it's true, he really kind of resurrected this tournament into what it is today. And whether he's a silly guy who wants to make a, you know, junk jokes or whatever, you know, however he wants to come (laughs) off, you know, as Johnny P is one thing, but he, he's done a great job. This tournament's improved every year. Now maybe attendance hasn't gone up, 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 but it's gone up. It's gone down. It didn't go down a little bit and then go back up. Regardless, the quality of the tournament and his crew, that includes, you're right. The wives, um, you know, Katie and Valdrick, his little posse or group or tight knit friends get, Johnny really deserves a lot of this ter- credit because also too this whole little theme with Chaz as silly as it was you know who's who's his father <laughs> I know personally I had to get another field this year so I could have all four because yeah. it was from the Chaos Gods and all that so great job of marketing it and turning it turning it around so. I think the biggest indicator is when we went in 2011 to our first one and probably the same thing for you if you went in 2010 I assume mm-hmm. you know you go. And we have in our mind, it's Chaos Cup. It's the major for North America. And no offense to anything or anyone, you get there, and it's held in a game store, and there's 30-so people, 40 people, and you're like, okay, yeah, this is big. It was a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, we came back. We started running our own tournaments and everything. But you kind of just go, I kind of expected it to be bigger. But now, if you look at this year, and you walk in, and we're at a hotel with a dedicated room, you know, Tom, us, everyone's set up. All the, the swag tables, yeah. You know, 94 coaches. You look at that and you go, yeah, that's a major. That is what it should be. I think that's the most important thing. Right. So was was Chaos Cup 2011 your first tournament? It was our very first tournament, yeah. So, you know, 2010 was my first, and that was Tom was running the tournament, and I really didn't know what to expect. You know, my buddy Rich came with me on that one. Um, the only reason we were able to go is I happened to be working in Chicago, so it just worked out perfectly. And I tell you, I, I was so impressed because I'd never been to a tournament, and I just didn't know what to expect. So the fact that we had about 40 people, it was a big game store, I, I just didn't know the difference. So I had a great experience. Looking back, of course, it's nothing compared it was to the, where to where it is now. Yeah. And, you know, Tom did a great job keeping it up and, you know, keeping it running all that time. But I tell you, the swag, the the enthusiasm, the marketing, the website, all of those things make such a difference where it is just so much fun now. It's it's not it's not even the same. Um, even that first tournament, tournament the, that 2010, I did really well there. I lost my first match and, you know, I, I ended up doing well, but. There were gift cards, no trophies, no nothing like that. 
And, you know, it's like, okay, you know, this is, this is what, what I guess you expect. No problem. But the fact that Johnny just upped the game and trophies and boards and dice and all this swag, it makes such a difference. It's something that even if you're not do, having a great tournament, you still look back and go, man, that was just so great. All this stuff. I'm going to remember this forever. I agree. I also will tell you that the boards this year are so much better than any previous year. They're just beautiful. <laughs> the Nurgle one, I, I really like the Nurgle one. Uh, but the overall design and layout, because you've been down here, a lot of us play sideways. So I love having the board where it can be adapted to play sideline side to sideline or end zone to end zone. Mm-hmm. And the last two years at Chaos Cup, the fields have been designed that way. I love the colors and the logo and stuff for Chaos Cup this year. Yeah. To me, it's the best logo they've had since in the four years. Right. And the field really pops. Now, I'm a, still a big fan of the Nurgle field. It's one of my favorites as well. But something about the colors and everything just really make it pop. It's really Nice cool. and clean. Yeah, yeah, it's very clean and stuff. So. Yeah, it definitely stands out. It's, it's eye-catching for sure. So do you buy the fields and stuff too? You know, <laughs> I, I hate to say I have not. Uh, I was just um, I was just curious. I mean, I truthful truth is is we have no real reason to have a a field. I have so many fields and I just play on ours. It's kind of sad, <laughs> but I still want to buy well, them. <laughs> well, and you you guys have your own field, and so that's really that's that's really means a lot to you. And, and you know, I have my own field with the Rocky Mountain Rampage, and I, I love it a lot, especially when you get to design it and yeah. and have Alex build that for you. It really seeing that come to fruition is a big deal. Um, but I like other boards, and, and I would buy boards. I have to admit, though, that this is the first year at Chaos Cup where I wanted to buy a board. And you and won the championship so, one, so. And, and I did, and so that, that makes it even more meaningful. But I was even telling Katie, you know, I, I actually was going to buy a board, or I, I wanted to buy a board. 100 bucks is kind of a lot, but I wanted to buy a board because after I saw it, I just thought, hey, man, this is really a, a nice board. I want to have one. So winning that, that board was just icing on the cake. Okay, it is really an amazing board, and I, I will definitely play with it. And, I'll, and, and the nice thing is, with your board at Oklahoma Bowl and this board at Chaos Cup, they're nice to travel around with. So I love bringing those on the road with me. Oh, you have an Oklahoma Bowl field? Oh, that's right. You won one. That's right. That's, uh, I, I was like, I don't remember him buying uh-huh. one, but I forgot he's won one. Now, speaking of, that was going to be my next question. Was Did the two – championships at Oklahoma Bowl in 2013 and 14 did that prepare you for the Chaos Cup competition <laughs> you don't have to answer that I'll say yes <laughs> good answer but I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you one of the reasons why um, I, I like to run a team for you know kind of an extended period of time I, I take a, a, a few different teams here and there if I can I, I typically go to between like six and ten tournaments a year. So I like to run one team for the most part, um, if it makes sense. And so the first tournament I took Chaos Dwarves to was the 2013 Oklahoma Bowl. Oh, wow. And so having won that, that that really got me to the point where, hey, I, I want to run with this team for a while and see what I can do with them and maybe see if I can get a decent ranking with them. And so, yes, it, it did help a lot. Um, now that I've, I've won the Chaos Cup, I, I feel like I can retire the team. Just like I did with Norris after winning a, a, a few tournaments with that, I, I felt like I'd, I'd kind of run them to the ground, and I was happy with their the, with the results there. So now I'm going to run an, a different team. Now, should we mention the Spike Cup and how you should have probably retired your team a little bit earlier? 
Like maybe a I week should have. <laughs> In fact, I probably should have taken a couple of teams, but you know, I just know myself too well. I always feel like you know, I, I have the confidence going out of the Chaos Cup. I probably even going back, if I could have chosen, not knowing the results, I probably still would have taken Castorfs just to think, you know, hey, I'm going to see how I can how I can finish off with these guys. Yeah, you got to take the smart this. thing to do would have been to take a different team. <laughs> nah, you you did right by taking the same team. It'd been cool to say the same team won both. Yeah. you know, you got to try. You got to try. Yeah, and so. no one had ever done that before, so I I I figured that was going to be a challenge. But you know, hey, I'm up to it. Um, what turned out is the luck I had at Chaos, Chaos Cup with the, the dice rolling for me, uh, completely opposite at Spike Cup. In fact, <laughs> um, at one point I was two, I was 0-2, two losses, and I probably was close down to the wooden spoon, and that was kind of my trajectory at that point. <laughs> wow. So what'd you end up at the end? Uh, ended up with two wins and drawn three losses, which is the worst I've ever done in a tournament. Wow. So I go from the top of the world to the bottom, but you know what? After winning the Chaos Cup, I just, it didn't matter what happened at Spike. I was totally happy with anything that would have happened at Spike, so I cannot complain. Any other time, I would have been really ticked off, but I was totally happy with it. it it's, so- it's not, it's totally fine. Other than that will definitely impact my ranking. <laughs> so you you <laughs> basically had the Blood Bowl uh, equivalent of Titanic the movie. You're a king <laughs> of the world, and then you sunk to the bottom. <laughs> but Thanks you at least analogy. had love. That, that puts it in perspective. Yeah. yeah. You had love. <laughs> so <clears throat> are the castors getting retired for a while? And if so, they are. we're not going to hold you to it, but what would be the next challenge for Brian to? Stunty you know, I have, I have not decided that yet. I think, I, you know, I, I like to take a team and see how I can do with them. I just don't have a team that really stands out to me yet. Um, I made a commitment to you, though, Scott, and so you remember that commitment, right? Well, Rear if you it. want to talk about it, it, we can. You told me that you're probably going to take a, a slan for the next Oklahoma Bowl. You're going to give all the and, Oklahoma guys a chance to maybe beat you. <laughs> And I plan on doing that. I, I will take Slon to the next uh, Oklahoma Bowl. I don't know if I'll do that for the spiky. Cause that just seems to be a, a murderous row. But <laughs> um, I will definitely take Slon to the Oklahoma Bowl. Nice. I don't think that Slon's going to be my next team that I'm going to run with. But I, I do want to try him out. But just think, if you could win Chaos Cup with Slon, that would be amazing. <laughs> if anybody could do well. <laughs> I think Matt from uh, Pitch Invasion did pretty – I think he top 10 with Slam. Really? Maybe not top 10. Maybe it was top 20 last year. Was it last year? I have no idea. One year he did really good with Slam, I, I thought. Now, I could be wrong on that. So, I'm not going to look it yeah, up right I now. mean, in, in certain tournament builds, Slam can be really good. It's just that they're so expensive, and you have to have rerolls, and so you, you can't get a full team. And they don't start with any defensive skills, so – you're already behind the eight ball, so it's it's tough to compete with them for the most part. But man, they are such a fun team. So I, I ran with them with my local league uh, a couple seasons ago, and I just had so much fun. I, I really want to take them um, to a, a, at least compete with them in a tournament. So we'll see how they do. Cool. So Brian, now uh, last couple of questions here. Uh, since we are the uh, fluff, fl- more fluffy podcast where we try to like, you know, indoctrinate people into naming their players and having backgrounds and all this craziness. When you play, 
I looked back at the or- – I only had your Oklahoma roster from 2013, and it was obvious that you just threw some names together <laughs> and stuff for that <laughs> for that roster. But do you – now that you've been playing Cast Dwarves for a while, do you actually have, like, players you care about and names you care about, or is it all numbers to you? And then the next part of that question is, is when, are you more fluffy in your league that you play back in, at home? So, guys, I'm, I'm actually really into the fluff. I, I think tournaments got me out of it a little bit. When I first started, you know, and this was, this was over 10 years ago now, uh, when my buddy first got me into Blood Bowl, he was all about the fluff. And he gave me, I think it was the second edition rule book, you know, with all the fluff involved. Mm-hmm. And I read that thing cover to cover, and I loved it. I mean, I, I was looking at some of those teams. I just thought, you know, how creative it was, the jokes, the, 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 just the, the intriguing names and, and backgrounds. I thought it was so creative. So I created uh, my first team. I had a background story. I had names. I, I put a lot of thought into it. I poured pine over my team, and uh, it was really fun. To find out that not everyone was like that was somewhat disappointing. <laughs> uh, but I, I did do that for my first teams. Um, now, for my Chaos Dwarves, I, I can't remember if this was the 2013 or 14, but I've had a theme for my Chaos Dwarves. I may have just put my roster together for that tournament, but um, I was a, a big Dukes of Hazard fan in, in my youth. So I've used that theme, and, and I've used, used the name Dukes of Laggard and Hulks of Hazard. I haven't really used the city name, but I've I've had that theme, so I've named my my players uh, around the Dukes of Hazard names. Yeah, the the so very- you that I have Bo and Luke as my bull centaurs. They mean a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Minotaur is always my boss hog, and then I have my dwarves. I have Cooter and Cletus. So uh, you know Roscoe. So I, I have those names and my hobos. I've got Daisy. I've got Flash. Do you guys remember who Flash was? He was the dog, right? He was the dog. Yes. <laughs> he was Cooter's so, uh, dog, right? Not Cooter. Uh, Roscoe's dog. Roscoe P. Coltrane. Yes. Come on, Flash. So, you know, so I put some of the, the weaker guys as my hobgoblins. But, yeah, they, they mean a lot to me. And I, I did put those in my roster for at least as, as many tournaments as as i can remember but i don't think i did in that very first one where, where i came to you guys i think that was just a you know what teams did i pull something together real quick but since then i've i've used that uh, theme consistently yeah i think that first team name was something the ziggurats or something like that but re- regardless i was just i was just curious because i got a, t- a text today from another tournament player who was like uh, you know, sometimes I wish I lived closer so I could play in your league. I don't think I could take random <laughs> skills. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, well, I killed a guy last night. And I look over and I see that his name was generic name. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, that just doesn't, you know, this is fantasy role, sports role playing. He goes, that just didn't do it for me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yep. I understand. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I do put some time into the names. Even if I play online, I'm right now I'm in a cyanide league, and I, I name my, my, my team members. I try to come up with uh, you know some kind of backstory. I, I admit I don't put the time that you guys have into it, but if my league mates did, I would absolutely love it. You know, I, I just feel like if I just do it, it's just for me. No one else will see it. it no one cares. So I'm, I'm kind of envious as well. I'd love to be in your league where you have that across the board and everyone puts into it. You have the newsletter. I think that's such a great idea. 
And I actually like the random skill idea as well. I, I wouldn't mind that a bit. Well, obviously so do we, but <laughs> it's the only way to play. <laughs> we had a guy over actually last night, just speaking of <laughs> a random skills. He was, he was uh, talking about, he plays some online blood bowl as well. And he's like, man, you know, like every team, once they reach a certain level, they have all the same skills. Like it's very cookie cutter and stuff like this. He's like, man, you know, basically he was saying like, now that he's played our league, he now sees why we do the random skills. Cause it varies things up. It makes you try new things. It makes you make decisions. Is this guy still worth his money or should I cut, you know, cut him loose and stuff. So he was, uh, I think giving us some props that he likes the difference of, you know, having the random skills and options. So, it, it is a variant, yeah. and I know not everybody's going to love it. And, you know, if I didn't grow up with second edition, I might not love it. If my first experience in Blood Bowl's picking skills, it might be hard for me to change, too. So, Yeah, I, you know, I, I will admit that I think it does favor certain teams, but I think it just adds that flavor to, you know, just the randomness itself makes it more equal across the board when you try out new teams. And, and uh, you know, of course, Dwarves are going to have the, the leg up at first, but, man, it must be a lot of fun being able to do that. So I, I hope to convince my league mates at some point to maybe do something like that. We have a, we have a character in our league who plays – he's a war dancer. <laughs> and randomly, he has a strength plus one, an AG plus one, a wrestle, and sidestep to go with his leap, block, and dodge. Yeah. So sometimes <laughs> random – Makes the perfect player. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to stop this guy, man. Wizards. <laughs> we will be using wizards. Yeah, you you need to uh, have, have some kind of uh, hit on him, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Unofficially. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. No, you, you guys do a great job. Um, I, I love the fluff part of the game. So, uh, I you know, I like to compete as well, obviously. But the fluff will always have a meaning for me. So I appreciate that. Well, that's great. Well, Brian, congratulations once again on winning the Cast Cup. And um, oh, I have one final question. Oh, you just told sure. me to wrap Sorry. it up. <laughs> um, so did you fear death while you held the Chaos Cup above your head? <laughs> that's that thing a great is heavy. question. <laughs> Man, isn't that a great trophy? It's amazing. But yeah, I saw you lifting it in the picture. You can just see your arms was... rippling, and I'm like. If I did that, I'd be like two inches away from death. Just like, I don't know if I can do this. Take the photo. Take the photo. Dunk. No, that was that was definitely one of the highlights of my life, I will have to say. Just hold, hoisting that thing up and having that, that, that motion and the adrenaline, it was just an amazing experience. So, awesome. no, I was not fearing death. <laughs> but can I say one thing? Yeah. Um, I have to, to give a shout-out to my West Coast Quake mates. Um, it was so great to have them there, Dennis and Davis and Alicia and Jeff. I mean, it's it was really cool to be able to spend some time with them. Um, for many of them, this was their first cast cup. And, you know, just as you guys come up together, it, it means a lot when you're with people that you see regularly. So uh, thanks, you guys. That was really awesome. Yeah, it was nice seeing them. Yeah, I think 
uh, I think Dennis has talked to Steve about maybe coming out to Oklahoma Bowl. So keep mm-hmm. keep prodding him on that. Tell him how great it is. I <laughs> uh, I have, and uh, you know, I, I think uh, he's he's kind of tentatively planning that one. So that that would be great. That'd be great. So, well, once again, we appreciate you coming on, giving us some of your time and inside your brain and all that. And uh, thanks very much for being on both down. Anything else, Steve? Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Just congratulations, and hopefully, you can repeat next year. <laughs> well we'll hope for that right? no no pressure of course okay yeah hey thanks a lot guys it's always a pleasure okay good talking to you we'll talk to you later all right bye-bye all right we're back we're gonna talk about some blood bowl team manager the card game and foul gonna, play expansion we're gonna specifically talk about some foul play Foul play. It's not a thing. No, it should be. Okay. But yeah, um, so this is the second expansion, third thing to come out for Team Manager, right? Correct. This is the base game, Sudden Death, and then Foul Appearance. Or Foul Play. <laughs> foul Appearance. Yeah, close enough. You just rolled a one on pronouncing the name right. <laughs> Dang. Right. I always do that. So uh, if you've listened to the... Uh, Chaos Cup special, mm-hmm. you know that on Friday night I talk about getting to play some Blood Bowl team manager with some people, and uh, you know, <laughs> I'd like to apologize right now to Jonas, who uh, played Blood Bowl team manager with me, and for the life of me, I don't know why I couldn't think of that fourth person. Yeah. And I should have remembered it, because, I mean, I beat Jonas now twice on a Friday night before the actual Blood Bowl tournament. This is two years in a row. Yeah, but it's not an actual game of Blood Bowl, so... Um, Anders pointed out specifically that I beat him in Blood Bowl, and he didn't specify Team Manager or <laughs> Blood Bowl the tabletop it game, so... It does say Blood Bowl, so... I mean, so um, okay. I'm just going to take it, because I doubt in a real tournament I could beat that guy. Yeah, I'm going to go with probably not. <laughs> so, well, if you heard our last review i don't remember exactly what all we went over but we'll probably be going over it again so what does this expansion come with uh it comes with uh three new teams or i guess i should say a new faction okay which is the putrid players guild the pbg uh it's the new teams are uh nurgle uh you have the uh it's actually the nurgle rotters yeah. And then you have the Zar Nagrin Ziggurats, which is cast dwarves. Pretty sure that is not the name. Well, look the at right Zar Nagrin Ziggurats. What did I say? I have no clue. Okay. And then the Lowdown Rats, which is a the goblin team I'm familiar with from uh, Second Edition. Yeah. So, goblins, rotters, and cast dwarves. And actual game components that this comes with. I mean, it's it has a uh, final. F- it has Sorry. an extra. It has an extra scoreboard, so now you can play with up to five people. It comes with um, ten stadium cards, thirty-six starting player cards, nineteen tokens, eight cheating tokens, six disease tokens, one corrupt ref and plastic stand, four spike magazine cards, twenty-five star players, fourteen staff upgrades, twenty-four team upgrades, and twenty penalty cards. Fantasy flight. Loves just giving you a ton of random little things. Yeah, but th- see, there's a ton of random little things to make right. it look like a lot of things. 
No, I mean, I'm saying you get your money's worth. This is a lot of stuff. I was going to say, you do feel like you get your money's worth. And so. the cool thing is, it adds in straight into the other games. So, like me, I'm keeping them all mixed together. Because that's how we're always going to play, pretty much. So it just adds more variety. I mean, we've played this a ton of times. We've not gone through all the matchups. We've not gone through all the tournaments or anything. Right. And since Chaos Cup, or even, you know, writing, or not writing, <laughs> uh, recording the Chaos Cup special, we've got together with some buddies and played this one night for just a bunch of times. Yeah. You know I mean, so there was four of us, and we had a blast. Yeah, definitely. And I, I will just say, I love the goblins. If you play, if you love like chance, and you love playing goblins in Blood Bowl, you've got to get this. You've got to play the goblin team because it's just a bunch of fun. You like it because they're weapons and all that junk. I had, the, I had the bomber. I could. I got to blast everybody out of the whole matchup except him. Didn't they have some ability where they could actually put like another goblin with them, like a little group mentality or mob yeah. mentality thing? Or yeah, something I could. Like uh, I forget what it was, but. Yeah, I could take a, another goblin and apply him to that matchup. And the troll allowed me to throw goblins, and I had cards which allowed me to move them around. It's just so cool. Yeah, the pogoer got to move to That's different right. locations and stuff. So, uh, like I, I could take the ball and actually move it to another location. I like the Nurgle Rotter team, actually. I think it's That was big. really good, too. I mean, I played them up at Chaos Cup, and then um, I think you played them. I played them, them the, here. Down yeah. here, but the mechanic of... I'm gonna put a guy here on a you know on a weak highlight, and then I'm gonna put a corrupt token there. That that's what these disease tokens are for. Yeah, they have disease tokens where they can place them on the highlight. So the next guy who puts a, a character down, whether it's you or somebody else, they're mm-hmm. gonna take a a negative one to their star ability. Yeah, so. and that's how they represent Nurgle's rot. Is it just the other people just keep getting weaker and weaker? And I held off a tournament because of that. I put a guy on there, had negative one, second round. I put another guy with that on there, so it was another negative, well, it was one negative one and then one to me, but I had a lot of strength, and anyone who put somebody on there would get negative one, and you both were, I think it was just three of us at that time, uh, the other two just decided not to even fight for that tournament, so I got it all. Yeah, right. It was good. Um, all, all three of these teams have... Um they have uh, downed abilities, and that's been something since the second. Yeah, that's something we should something probably address, since. too. Well, yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. Um, Might I as well do if, it now. Okay. Um, um, so if you're not familiar with Blood Bowl Team Manager, when you place a character on a highlight, you try to win these highlights, not necessarily Blood Bowl scores and matchups, but right. the highlights. And um, for your guy to get knocked away or out of the highlight, they had to basically take two hits. One hits... One hit stuns them or knocks them down, so you turn your card sideways like you would tap a card in Magic. And then if they get hit again when they're down, then they get knocked out of that highlight. Right. And ever since the the first expansion, some teams have downed abilities. So whenever you fall down, you do something that affects the game. Immediately. I mean, yeah, it happens right then. So, And looking back... Because I think we played a game with one of the new teams and two of the older teams. Excuse right. Me. And the downed stuff might make the old teams not as viable. That's what... We'd have to play it a lot more, I think, to really look at it. But Right. I don't know if you can say you playtested it 
five games, and that's what it felt like. Right. Because but in the, in the game that we played, and I think another time we had one old team and two new teams, it definitely felt like the team from the first uh, set, first game... Was lacking. Was underpowered, yeah. Right. Now, I had... I know one game for sure I had humans, <clears throat> and I didn't want to play the humans in any way. But uh, I just had terrible luck. I had bad dice rolls. So I don't even... I don't know if we've proven it yet, but mm-hmm. it just seems like not having a few players with those down skills really affects gameplay. So, and Of course, they might throw in a mechanic later on that gives all previous people with no down abilities a down ability, or they might just redo those teams. I mean, yeah. They if could, this keeps going. Right. Hopefully. Or they could make, yeah, or they could create new human teams. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, the Bright Crusaders or Reekland Reavers. True. It could be a, yeah. whatever, you know. What's the one from the books? The one from, oh. Um, the hackers. Bad Bay Hackers? Right. I mean, yeah. they could do anything like that. So That'd be cool. So, I mean, in looking at future sets, maybe if they redid some of those teams. or Actually, it would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, hmm. regardless, I really I do like the teams. I have not played with the Goblins yet, so I don't know how they play. Um, They're fun. <laughs> it, it, it's a blast. It really is a blast. There's a you know new mechanic with fouling, where you can you know kick people down and all that stuff. And then there's uh, penalties, so you can get uh, the cheating tokens now. You know how the, before they've had stars, or you get called out. Well, now there's an icon for a penalty, mm-hmm. and then there's a little deck that has consequences on that deck. So it's very neat, I think. Yeah, and like you know, like we mentioned, we've played it. I don't know. You played at Chaos Cup. We probably played four or five games here and we haven't even hit the optional rules yet because optional rules have the corrupt ref and they have stadiums both which affect the game slightly different so with as many teams as there are as many rules variations and everything there's no way to really play all of this game unless you play it all the time I'll say it. I said it before. I'll say it again. I I wish this game was around back when I had nobody to play Blood Bowl with. Oh yeah, because my card slinging buddies, what I could have got them to play this, and maybe I could have had a lot more of those guys play Blood Bowl once we started playing Blood Bowl. Yeah, but this year would have, uh, you know, gave me the taste of Blood Bowl without you know having the miniatures and tabletop and worrying about painting teams. And we've played this with non Blood Bowl people, and we've heard from the store a lot of non Blood. Blood Bowl people have actually bought this and really enjoyed it. Right. It's Fantasy Flight. The only real negative to it is that the rules are quite dense, or sometimes they just don't make as much sense as just sitting down and playing it. Sitting down, play it, I have no problem, but trying to read the rules the first time, I had no clue what was going on. It could be we're stupid. Well, it's possible we're stupid. Yeah. That's because there's other people that have the. Although I've had many people tell me the first, you know, the very first edition of the Blood Bowl game mm-hmm. that they've had problems with until somebody taught them and yeah. they were fine. So they also have stadiums. Uh, that's also an additional rule that we have not played with yet. But um, if you're familiar with the game, the highlights come out that you fight over the stadiums. You you also lay down in the middle, and then you put the highlights on top of those stadiums. So that's where the action. This specific stadium is where this specific highlights happening. It, right. It has uh, drawbacks, positives and negatives to each stadium like because it gives you additional payouts if you win the challenge. Right. And then they they have uh, icons on there for like band skills like mm-hmm. 
maybe no hitting or no um, cheating skills or right something that might you know they limit the player limit to two. So you can't have more than two people at the highlight at a time. Right, and they also have limits on some of them for the star players. Like you can only star put... Power. Star power. I'm yeah. sorry. You can only put characters with two or higher here mm-hmm. or lower than three here or something like that. So it would probably change up the game a lot. And next time we play, no matter what, I don't know if we're ready for the moving ref, but I definitely want to play at the stadium. The moving ref's not bad. It's just I one more. I haven't read the really... Really haven't read the rules. On oh, that you just yet. put them at a highlight, and then anytime someone's placed there, they get a face-up cheating token, okay. and then he moves to another highlight. A face-up cheating mm-hmm. token? So you get to see what it is. How do you determine where he moves then? Is it random, or is it... Star power. So if he's, at, if he's on space two of four mm-hmm. highlights, and one is closest to the spike... If I lay down a one star power guy, mm-hmm. then he moves one. So he goes one space closer to the, oh, okay. the uh, tournament. And then if I lay down to three, he goes back to the end. So four, three, two, he goes back to the original space he was. Nice. Okay. So it's really easy. Um, and uh, if he's at a highlight and someone doesn't have a fouling token, at the end of that match, during the payout phase, they get a penalty. Oh. Because okay. he's a corrupt ref. He's giving people... Well, look at you. I didn't think you've read the rules either. I did. Like five minutes ago. Oh, I did. okay. All right. So, anyways, uh, great game. But you knew we were going to say that, so... Uh, Pretty much. And the fluff is great, as always. They've got the star players. They've got little quotes on bottom. It, it's always fun to have a game where every time you play it, you either learn something new, see something new, or play a whole different type of game. And I think that's what this biggest strength is. Yeah, definitely. I know we preach random on everything we play, but just randomize your teams when you play this, and you'll have a blast. It helps, yeah. Because there's a few teams I would take the same teams all the time. But yeah. they all do seem fairly equal. I mean, you did really good with Goblins in that They're game. They're equal, and every single one of them plays different, mm-hmm. which is what... I think is really cool. All right. Should probably get uh, Mr. Little back on and talk about the game if we can. That would be pretty awesome. I- I'm cool mm. with that. Maybe we should contact him and set up an interview. Yeah, I might get that in a couple months or so. Right, and see if he has any news on yeah, we can try. or sure. anything like that. I noticed he's not on the credits. He's only listed as the, the base mechanic. Designer, he didn't. He didn't design this expansion. Ah, well, screw him. This is uh, designed by Jonathan Bove, or Bob, or how you pronounce Hmm. it, B O V E. Uh, But Jay Little's still on there for the base game design. I I guarantee you, he knows stuff about this though. So yeah. But yeah. Anyways, get out there, buy you some foul play, play some Blood Bowl Team Manager if you can uh, find the time between your league games or your tournament matchups. Yeah, and it's a great game to have at a tournament, you know. Before or after the games, you can play this. I wonder if we should take this. Uh, we might not have time, though. What, Nuffleween? Nuffleween, but it's a four-game tournament. People are probably going to be tired by the time. Yeah. I'm probably going to be tired at the end. Oh, yeah. But we gained an hour that weekend. Oh, really? Isn't it? I have no clue. And that one time I think change so. happens yeah. on November 1st. Okay. 
So we're going to, what What are we going to do? Fall back. Yeah. Set your clocks back an hour. Okay. And then I, you I spring forward. So that means you set them ahead of time. We don't have Oklahoma that weekend, do we? Again? We moved it. Thank God. <clears throat> Oklahoma's going to be the weekend after. Sweet. So, Finally. So I can do all these family birthdays and stuff that I always miss out of every year because it's like, well, your grandpa's only going to turn 83 once. And I'm like, well, got Oklahoma Bowl weekend. Yeah, but he'll turn 84 next year, so it'll be more important then. All right. All right any final thoughts? Final thoughts? It's, it's good. <laughs> it, it good. It good. You buy. Eat rocks. <laughs> So we're back with Behind the Fluff, and we're going to talk about the Chaos Seesaw, right? No. Why not? We're saving the Chaos Seesaw. Uh. The secret weapon we're going to look at today is the cannon. And There was a cannon? There was a cannon back in the day in 2nd Edition where if you were using the uh, kickoff rules, you could use the cannon, you know, you had to use the kickoff rules to be able to use the cannon. Okay, what the fuck is that? That's the star player. No, I know what that is. What does that mean? And why are you smirking? (laughs) I don't know. It just means that we didn't get rid of it like I thought. Okay, sure. Uh Uh-huh. So let's answer it and let's deal with this shit. I I don't want to. (laughs) I don't really either. Okay, hello? Welcome to both down. That's not a very welcoming welcome uh, for your very favorite star player of all time, Wilhelm Cheney. Mm. Scott Prime. Uh, hi, Wilhelm. You don't sound very excited to speak to me as I am your partner for the upcoming Nafelveen Tournament 2014. No, 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 I no. I have no. so many t-shirts printed <laughs> up for my client, the Schlenderman, who is coming Wait, in well, hold, hold so on. that we can... Oh. There are hold t-shirts, on. prophylactics... Dude, you got... Posters. Hold on. You got to breathe, son. It's and not... then there are the, the plush throws that feel like <laughs> my own fur. <laughs> so sensual. It's not... The Slender Man. It is, of course, the Slender Man. I read it's here on your table that the tall Schwab should buy the Slender Man. And so tall I man. bring him under my, my who? Tall Man. He's the, the tall man. Stars? The tall man. The tall man. The tall man will be Slender. He, Therefore, he will be the Slender Man, my client. Okay, well, he is but Slender, but he is not the, the Slender Man. But, it's an entirely different entity. You could not tell entity. me before I printed the rich man's live Slender? I didn't even know oh, oh, outrageous! Every time I come to your show, every time I try to come in and maybe bring some class to what I consider to be a low-rent operation, all I get is nothing but dirty looks and shit piled upon my shoes. That's your own shit. It is not shy. Well, so have you been doing, buddy? What I've been doing is I have been... I have been all over the countryside <laughs> tracking down the Slenderman so that I can get a piece with the action of Nuffelveen. And now I find out I umshapped it again. So did you actually find him? But of course. I'm Wilhelm Shady. I stiffed him out. Did he have anything to do with that thing with the girls and the killing the other girl? Or? Oh, so we're going to go to I'm that asking, right away. Just asking. You know, he had nothing to do with that. They he did it in his name. Your time. Okay, so why why are you bugging us? Well, I was here to advertise your tournament, Nuffelveen 2014, sponsored 
by the Slender Man at the you, time. But did now, you see the subtitle? The, the Tall Man. The Tall Man. I, I do not even know him. He will not benefit from my representation. I, think I was right. going to talk about how it's November the 1st at Wizards Asylum in Norman, Oklahoma, center of the good life, 749 South <laughs> Jenkins Avenue. I was going to talk about how it's $25 at the door, but if you pre-register by October 27th at the website, then you'll only pay $20. That's a good deal, isn't it? Too bad you... Well, it was a good deal until I got screwed. Don't come to this tournament. Instead, come to Slenderween, which we will hold <laughs> next door at the Thai restaurant. I don't think I want to go to anything called Slenderween. I think you do. <laughs> Unless it's a foot long. Ooh. He's a size king, like the guys yeah. from... But you're still coming. As long I mean, you're as you on don't the... mind if I do it four times, you can have the whole foot. What's important <laughs> for you to know is that by paying this entry fee, you could have been giving some money to my favorite charity, the, the Wilhelm Jenny Foundation, for unhumped legs somewhere tonight in America. And in the old world, there are legs that go to sleep lonely, needing companionship, needing a hump. But so, no more! So how, how does the money help that? Well, it's administration fees. What's important is you are going to get a pen, a name tag, a match sheet, custom dice, which should have my face all over them, but they do not. No. Because you are cheap! No, they don't, they don't have your face on the them. boards. But let me tell you, let me tell you the benefit of it. The benefit of it is you will not only be able to build your own team, recruiting star players that are key to your team, you will be able to recruit from the special Nuffleween star player rule list, which includes me, Wilhelm Chady, for and a it, very affordable price. I don't think it really, you know, looking at those rules, maybe we should have taken Wilhelm off that. Because he's well, not really, you should be quiet before I bite you on the ass. If he's going to be so busy with Slender Ween, you know. Or getting this hump foundation going. I can run next door and play. It's a quick game. You, you imbeciles don't even know how to utilize me. Perhaps some of the people coming will be able to show you a single two. So the, you, that just means you're going to take the field and then immediately get knocked out and leave? <laughs> yeah, like I, think, I think you've done that with when I've hired you before. Well, I wouldn't say that was necessary. Uh, in, in, in the European football, they call it the flop. Oh, okay. When you feel it's going badly, the so, flop. So, you need to flop badly. Since you're going to come in here and ruin our segment anyways, go ahead and tell us the other star players that people could take, you could take. if they didn't want to take you. Count which... Luthor von Drakenborg, who is, of course, a raging alcoholic, so you should not hire him. And since it's crazy Igor who had that incident when he was making sausage for the neighbors without telling them that it contained more neighbors. <laughs> Hacken Slash is all right, but he will back your toilet up. Humorous Carper. Who is Humorous Carper? Nobody knows. He sounds really. like a chickpea salad. Inconceivable that you would spend money on such a thing. I don't think anybody does. Uh, either can ben, 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 I can't even say this. It sounds like Ben Wadballs. Yes. Jay Earlies, who's an okay guy to party this, but uh, don't fall asleep on the bus with him. Ramtat the third. So, wait, where is Baron Darkheart? Where is Baron Darkheart? He's he was a vampire. He is a star player. He's also represented by me. He was too expensive. Baron von Darkheart is only a star player in our Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. Oh, Scott Prime! So what you're saying is it's the Nuffleween special almost star player rules. Because they're almost star players compared to myself and no, Baron no, 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 Darkheart. No. What I'm saying is, is these star players have been tested and approved and in the rule book, in the living room book six, and therefore our star player 
in our Dragonfire League really hasn't been through the play testing. It might, we don't even know if he's like, you know, uh, the right money and stuff is if it's worth it or it's too much or too less. He's so. trying to be nice and say that he he's, doesn't want to just come out and say he's way too damn expensive. Yeah, I don't think anybody'd hire him anyway. No, it is like an Italian sports car or fine German engineering. You must know that if you have to ask how much it costs, you probably should not buy it. How is Baron von Darkhart doing? Because ever since he became a star player and signed with you, he's never seen the field again in the Dragonfire Blood Bowl. He League. is this weekend opening a taco cabana in Utah <laughs> for all of the people in Provo. They can go and see him and get autographs and perhaps buy a T-shirt. Only, they only come in small. Hmm. It's, it's all I could find. The other thing you should know about this tournament, this Nafelveen 2014, not sponsored by the Slenderman. He said here is a trick-or-treat tournament rule. That's... The, the trick is, if you want to tie your last game, Nafel, who has never done anything for me, will select a player at random... They received a purchase skill, and that player will lose that skill for the rest of the tournament. Outrageous! Taking skills from players, there should be a union. On Sunday, there's a treat, which is not me. Therefore, it's inconsequential. <laughs> the other thing you should know about is the Vesa. The Vesa is going to be fine because it's always fine here in Oklahoma. No, it actually specifically says that Speci- the weather is because. I of have the seen sense. the Vesa tables in other tournaments you have had, and I believe I've referred to them as the toilet bowl. Right. But <laughs> well, we the, changed that up this year. The tall man's spheres have. Man, tall, you know, the tall man has not been on television in ages. The slender man makes the news on a regular basis. The People tall man's want been to see the slender man. And this, the Slender Man, like, barely made the news. Is there a real Slender Man? Of course there is. I represent him. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. don't know the Slender Man? No, I guess not. Okay. We'll have to hook up Scott I afterwards. I find you to be uneducated and See? uninformed. He doesn't even know who it is. Why do you partner with him? I, we should make this boss down with Kilowog and Wilhelm Cheney. I don't know if I can handle that. He's star player of all time. Andrew. He could educate the masses all the time about things happening in the field of Blood Bowl, <laughs> as well as the many business opportunities I offer them. Such as? Well, they were Svendelin. Svendelin. <laughs> You've totally flummoxed me. Svendelin. If it's going to happen, it's a Thai restaurant, but I get the text back now that they do not want dogs inside. No, they, they allow dogs inside. I'm a service animal! Just not uncooked. That is ugly, ugly, ugly. That's terrible, isn't it? Well, I'm not going to say it's untrue, but well, it is terrible. Well, right. did you know that we have a special kickoff table at Nuffleween that's all customized I, around the tall man? Table now. Or as you call him, the slender man? Well, the tall man is not represented by me, so I don't get a dime from him. Therefore, this kickoff table is crap. Yeah, that's fine. People but can it, see it when they show it, up. It's not crap, it's, it's, Wilhelm. It's I mean, it's crap. This is nothing on there about Wilhelm Cheney. It's a case of Kristall. There's nope. nothing in there about <laughs> no, no. free massage. Well, I'm not going to cover all these. Well, but hopefully you get to play, and hopefully number 12 comes up. There's no hope. He's just going to show things that I should Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to cover. Is, I mean, since you threw the papers everywhere, I mean, we should talk about this Nuffling kickoff table. Just a few little things here. Um, there's a, a time where the, <laughs> the, the tall man... Uh, these are all quotes from yeah, the tall Steve man. Yeah, Steve found quotes. Uh, and I Wilhelm. literally had to f- stretch to find 12 quotes from the guy. Right. So here, here's one of them. Uh, number eight is, small man, your end approaches, but it is not yet. 
It is not yet. Uh, take great care of how you play. And in this one, the tall man's warning has uh, made the coaches worried. Uh, they try to call in some favors to get another probability wizard. Each coach rolls two dice, adds their fame, and results are 10 or over. You get a re-roll. So it's a different play on the, on you know how to win re-rolls. Don't you like that, Wilhelm? Let me read to you from what I have here. I've created so the fans can vote, if perhaps they would like to see Schlender V next year, for my kickoff table. On the roll of two or better, Wilhelm Cheney takes the field and dominates for an entire 16 beautiful turns while you and your children cry on the sideline. <laughs> well, if that's the only roll that you have to make, then maybe that could happen. But once you have to actually roll other things, that's when you don't do so hot. Well, here's another one. Let me give you one more example of this beautiful kickoff table Steve made. Special for Nuffleween, not Slenderween. Uh, 12, if you roll 2d6s when you kick off. It's, uh, you played a good game, boy, but the game is finished. Now you die. The tall man has spoken and his fears do his bidding. One player from each team is randomly killed. That means if you're on the field, you could die. I think that is visual thinking on your part. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> there shall be no killing of William Cheney on your field. Let me tell you what will happen. You will you... bring your team out, and I will slaughter them one by one while you gaze upon in, in horror. So are you actually going to show up, or is this going to be your brother in your suit again? You know, yeah. the brand is what is important. <laughs> okay. Is it really Wilhelm Cheney? Is it really important? So it's like going to Disneyland and seeing Snow White, and you're like, oh, it's Snow White. It's Snow not really White. Snow White. She has very beautiful legs. <laughs> she does. Would you hump shaven. Is, is this, creamy. Would, would you hump him? Oh, yeah. Hell, I'd hump him. You would him. not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of, cor- of course, Steve would hump them. But Snow would White. Will? I'm yeah. surprised Wilhelm would. I mean, why? What? Why not? They're, they're small, right? Could you get a grip on that? That's what I'm worried about. Like, oh, well, that's when you, you do the, the tufa and you grab them together. Oh. You, you make jihad dogs. Thin bar. legs. I didn't know if he could grab oh. around it. I mean, he's a big... He's, oh, okay. You're a big werewolf. Yeah. I mean, he's like the schnitzel. You just slide it in the bun. <laughs> you don't get out much. What's important for you to know is that this tournament, even though it looks interesting on the surface, will not have the presence of the Schlenderman or... The sanctioning of Wilhelm Cheney is anything other than an opportunity for you to hire him and use him against Scott Prime in a way that is most dastardly. Yeah, don't use him against me. I don't want to play against you. Every team. And if I have you on my team, you suck. If you're going to be recruiting Wilhelm Cheney, you need to tweet today. (laughs) Hashtag, I'm with Wilhelm. (laughs) Contact me on the Twitter. It's at tw- WilhelmCheney.com or whatever. How does I don't that work? I think that works. It, what's important for you to know is that this tournament, not so hot. <laughs> Schlenderveen, awesome. So you came on here to ruin our segment and just to harass us again, and now you're promoting another tournament. That's great. That's great, bud. Why would you not tell me that the Slenderman is not involved? I, I have printed beer cozies. Nobody I have printed you to doilies. show up. Well, well, yeah, what makes I you even think? have the Schlender dances. Or oh, sure, some of them are not so Schlender. <laughs> What's important is I have been screwed again by you dirty ginger beasts. Almost went into Sean Connery there. You well, dirty ginger beasts. Almost, but not quite. <laughs>
Wilhelm, I, I truly, truly hate you interrupting our podcast and coming on here. So I, I really hope number 12 happens and you die. We can get you removed from the Will, you know, Living Rule Book 6. That'd be great. So what if next year we make it to where you can play on everybody's team for free? But I, I don't like no, that word free. That word yeah, free no, no, it's free. Me. No, I don't like that either because that I don't want to put up with this guy. No, it's free. And then we can give special points if they they foul him or KO him or. Oh, now I like that more, more mayhem towards yeah. Wilhelm. Like exactly. everybody gets a free Wilhelm mm-hmm. Cheney. Like we clone him or his brother or whatever. Oh, it's the franchise. You know. Oh, the brand, right? Right, it's the yeah. brand that and matters. And you keep getting hurt over and over again. Wouldn't that be awesome, Wilhelm? And it hurt the brand. I would love to just hear the bone snapping on you. <laughs> <laughs> you said the bone. <laughs> uh, good comeback. This will never happen. You will <laughs> never, ever, 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 ever see Wilhelm Shady in such a precarious situation. Because I am clever. On the, I will poop on your porch. <laughs> you, you've pooped on this show many times. I might be pooping now. <laughs> do you want us to let you go so you can finish that? Well, I need to find something to do with all these Schlenderwein t-shirts. All these Onafelwein, co-sponsored by Wilhelm Cheney in very large letters across the front. Next time, next time you just might want to contact us first and see if you actually can co-sponsor. And, and, can I make a suggestion that you can either contact us at Both Down Podcast, you know, on Twitter, or giving even a you know, it's Both Down on Twitter, Both Down Podcast at Gmail. Right. Well, I'm fl- flustered every time I yeah. talk to this guy, or at Both Down Podcast, you know, at Gmail dot com. That way, you don't have to interrupt the show, and we can just talk to you through email. And it's really easy. I mean, I'm sure you can type pretty well. I mean, there's a show about a dog on. Disney dog, dog with a blog, so I'm sure it's so not much different. I command all of the people listening to this show today to go to their Twitter feed on the hashtag I'm with Wilhelm. I'm with Wilhelm. With Wil- you have a strange accent. <laughs> Vit. I V I T. Is that I Vit? I'm yeah. I'm Spell Spell. I'm with Wilhelm. Okay. Okay, so this brings up an interesting point. Are you related oh. to either the dog with the blog, Marmaduke, uh, Scooby-Doo, any of the Scoobies, Dumb, Scrappy-Doo? No, I'm, I'm a wolf man. A man who is part man, part wolf. They're <laughs> like, not wolves. You're like a dog, right? Scooby-Doo was, I believe, a great Dane. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's got great in the title, so it's not you. Never mind. Can't Ooh. be Burn! <laughs> Can't be related to that. Ah. You you may question my parentage, and you may call my mother a bitch. But what's important to know is you will never sleep knowing that I stalked the world waiting for your teams to play Blood Bowl so that I may interfere in a nefarious way. Nefarious. Okay, well, you might, might have to put you as a kickoff result next year. Oh, I like that. You can just pop in and annoy people. And, and you don't have to call in to confirm this. We'll just do it, and we don't have to talk to you. So I, I, There is a franchise fee, and, and then there is my hourly rate, and then there is my manager, and I have my rider in the briefcase. We can just send I you want, some... Oh, you uh, have to take all the green milk bones out of the bowl. We can just send you and, some Swarsden meat. Swanson meat, swan meat. Swan, swan man meat? What are you talking about? 
the meat company here? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Schwann's. Schwann's meat. We'll send you a trunk, a truck full of Schwann's meat. You like barbecue? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, have a, real quick. Well, I hate your guts, and you're a terrible star player, and not worth the money. I will say, when me and Steve went to Chaos Cup, there was a lot of people who actually said <sighs> they enjoyed listening to you on the podcast every now and then. It is the velvet sound of my voice. <laughs> it brings them in like the Frank Sinatra. Uh, oh lord I think it's just because you annoy Scott And people like to do that Yeah a lot of people just like to annoy me It could be an occupation <laughs> it, it really could I almost went into a vampire there It could be an occupation What's, What is wrong with your accent? I don't know you he, both he, can start so doing, he can start making both down improved lists And maybe people wouldn't be so mad at him You know Because so, so much of the feedback from uh, our lists From Casca Eh, we'll talk about it in shout outs. So. <laughs> okay, I have no idea. <laughs> so should we just wrap this up and then get to shout outs? Are you done, Wilhelm? I was done when I got on the phone. What's important yeah, for you, you kids to know is I'm with Wilhelm, but both down. You need to hashtag that. Hashtag that bitch all the way to the moon. And make them sorry that they ever trifled with me, Wilhelm Cheney, the greatest Blood Bowl star player of all time. Yeah. Okay, we're done. All right, we'll be back with some shout-outs. Hi, everybody. I'm Snob Costas, beat writer for the Long Island Blood Bowl League, here with another Did You Know, featuring some of the most interesting stories of history in the Blood Bowl universe. Today... How do you spell wizard? Wizards have long been involved in the dark underbelly of Blood Bowl. Teams would hire wizards to cast their spells, affecting the play of their team, or especially limiting the other team. The Colleges of Magic even went so far as to sponsor teams and create Dungeon Bowl, an even bloodier version of the gridiron action. But... Did you know? Eventually, the wizards went too far. In a game in 2472 between the Bright Crusaders and Korn's Killers, the Killers wanted to take it to the goody two-shoes human team. Coach Storm Turner hired an army of Algoon wizards from the College of the Grey Order. Turner instructed the wizards to ensure that the Crusaders would not be able to score, at any costs. The wizards gathered together on the Killers' sidelines and began to conjure some nasty spells. At first... Winds would whip up in the faces of any crusader who dared to try to pick up the ball. A sandstorm erupted over the head of star thrower Ben Rathlisberger, distracting him long enough for the killers to swarm in and kill the poor bastard. Then the magic got out of hand. The wizards banded their energy together and drew the water from an aquifer beneath the stadium and flooded the field. The magic was so powerful that the ground softened and became a muddy quagmire. The entire stadium began to sink back into the earth. Most of the fans, some of the players, and all of the wizards were stuck in the morass and sunk to their deaths beneath the boggy earth. The quagmire incident, as it was to be forever known, was a sign to all that magic unchecked can ruin the game of Blood Bowl. Commissioner Jorge Hellhound signed a new rule limiting teams' usage of wizards and what spells could be cast during a game. 
So now you know what I know. This is Snob Cosmos. It's the end of the show. And that can only mean one thing. Shout outs! Okay, and who do we have? Uh, we would like to uh, give a shout out and thank you to Mr. Brian too. We would like to give a shout out and fuck you to Wilhelm Cheney for <laughs> ruining our show. Yeah, as always. All the positive that Brian too brought to the show, Wilhelm Cheney sucked that out. Um... This was going to be the part in my show notes where I was going to talk about some Nuffleween and also shout out the people who are coming so far, the pre-registers. Right. Um, which is the guys from Kansas, Gabriel, Tiffany, Will, and the one guy I'm forgetting, Daniel. Sounds right. And Brad from Houston. And yeah. Michael from Tulsa. And Paul from Alabama. Who's the only one who's sent in his roster so far. Right. So... Just shout out those guys who are supporting us and the more to come. Um, I guess we're not going to talk about enough wing because I'm going to scratch that off my notes right. here. Now, I did want to mention, I think we mentioned this before, but uh, coming up in January, there's a convention coming called BryceCon. You can find out more information at www.bryecon.com. And... It is apparently halfway between Salt Lake City and Las Vegas. It's going to be held on MLK Weekend, and they want to make it a yearly event. Now, I bring it up because, you know, it's a first-year event, but they're wanting to run a Blood Bowl tournament, and so far no one's stepped up to actually run it. So if anyone around there would like to run a tournament, you can contact them on the website. I'm sure they'd be more than happy to hook you up with... You know, pass to get in and whatever you need to get that started. And we'll be sure to shout it out if uh, I actually do. And what was the area again? It's between Salt Lake City and Las Vegas. Um, it's at a Canyon National Park. Bryce Canyon National Park. That would be why it's BryceCon. Oh. That makes sense. That does make more sense. Okay. How but, far away is it from, like, those, those uh, lady houses that are in... Nevada. The Lady Houses. What are they called? Brothels. What's the pro proper name? Brothel? Brothel. Okay. Houses of Ill Repute. Okay. Whorehouse. That sounds like that's negative. Your mom's house. Oh! Alan's mom's house. Definitely. Um, anyways, I don't know. But Al yeah, I, I don't know either because it can't be Alan's mom's because she would not charge. Oh, so bad. Am I wrong? And moving on. But yeah, so they're going to have other games. They'd like to have some Blood Bowl if anyone would like to step up. Even Brian, too. He could actually run a tournament and not win it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, interesting. If I, was, if I was the guys in the local area, I'd say I'd definitely try to get him to run it so he couldn't play in it. Right. Matter of fact, he might come to Oklahoma Bowl one year and we might have him run it <laughs> so, we, so we could play in it. I don't think that'll work. Oh, okay. Anybody uh, else? Siggy? I have some, Yes. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Siggy Llama, our good friend. We lost the podcast challenge, so we had to do a one-minute commercial. But we didn't mind. 
No, of course not. We would have done it anyways. That was like the best case scenario for us. Yeah. It was like, we know we're going to lose. Who do we want to win? And it was like, eh, Siggy. Yeah. And if Siggy doesn't win, we're going to say we never, because <laughs> technically we never agreed to participate. Right. Even though we knew that we would participate through, mm-hmm. through, through peer pressure. And next year, the All Stunty Challenge. Yeah, I agree. I think next year, all the podcasts play Stunty teams. All of them. That would give me a year to buy a halfling team and paint it. It wouldn't take anything to talk you into just buying something. No. Of any, any kind. <laughs> Again, this goes with the hating the job thing and loving the money from the job. Right. I have to buy things to make me happy. I would like to encourage you to keep your job if you would like to have packages delivered to the house. Three to four days a week like they come. It's not that often. In batches. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> Let's talk about the last thing you. <laughs> you don't know the last thing. The last thing was a book. Okay. Because I'm that. finishing up the Blood Bowl books. Found some on Amazon cheap. So I would like to actually borrow like the first one from you and read it. Mm-hmm. But I don't want. I know they're kind of older books now. And I'm scared that my reading style could tear up your book. Well, you can read the compendium. That's you all. have that too? Yeah. Oh, okay. I might. I actually really might do that. I got that one first. Um, <laughs> what was I talking about? No, I got a shirt. Your packages, yes. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> I, I thought I might need a nice dress shirt to go to an interview, hopefully. So I was looking on Amazon, <laughs> found a cheap dress shirt, it, and I got double X, plenty big enough, normally. If Steve lived in the year... 800 BC, he this shirt might have fit him. Mm, probably be dead, but yeah. <laughs> the my shirt kind. was so small. It was so small. It was a little big on my seven-year-old daughter. Yeah. But it was funny little. to watch Steve unpack it and like look at it like, this doesn't look right, but I'll still kind of try it on. I knew it wouldn't fit, but I was hoping I could get just enough arm in to do like the fat man in a little shirt and rip it. I knew I couldn't, but... It was pretty hilarious. Yeah, it was It was bad. So did you give him a good rating? No, I got my money back, though. Did you have to send the shirt back? Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah, some Chinese place, they don't care. <laughs> so we could probably watch it and it'll disintegrate? No. Probably just donate it. Dude, you gotta just keep it and give it to somebody for Christmas. Just, well, an, just donate need, it to people child. who need it, yeah. Okay, that's good for you. You're a good man. Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm sure I have plenty of other shout-outs, but I, I just can't remember it. I got some working transactions going on, but I'm not going to talk about that until it actually happens. Okay. Um, if anybody would like to buy any of our products, I just posted a whole bunch of pictures up on Facebook a while back. Oh, that's good. So we have all of our stuff for sale there. Still have the bulk down Block Kill Dominate shirts for sale. Mm-hmm. $30. Just let us know if you need one. I need to find out which one I have. I could probably let that go less. But And I might as well say this right now. Oh, and I have regular block dice if anybody just needs regular block dice. Yeah, if you're in the mood for white <laughs> block dice, Steve is... I got a bunch, so... And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just give a shout-out right now to the Spencer Brothers who won Bonus Storm. I still haven't shipped out your extra mug. You still haven't? So it's still my fault, and Jeez. I really, really... 
I would bet that I'm going to be lazy enough not to ship it out before this airs. So I'm just telling you sorry right now, and I will ship it out. Wow. Matter of fact, since I'm just doing this right now, go ahead, uh, Spencer, go ahead and just send me your address when you get time, and then I'll ship it out. Because I keep meaning to tweet him and get his address so I can ship it out. You're a horrible, horrible person. I am. And if uh, Spencer doesn't hear this in time, Sean, email me your address. So that way I can kind of put it on you. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, I guess we should probably end on that garage. Dude, I have a job now. I have things to do. What was your excuse the other eight months? Um... I guess technically two weeks from Chaos Cup. Okay. But I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Let's try. Boning chicks? Nope. <laughs> Sleeping in? Yep. Eating food I can't afford? Yep. <laughs> so, Scott has discovered a love for sushi that is beyond his paycheck. <laughs> I have. <laughs> you know what I did tonight? Uh, you got sushi. I told Steve I was going to get some Jimmy John's, and then I talked myself into like, you know, for a couple of dollars more, you could get something probably healthier for you. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go get two two cheap rolls over at the sushi place. While you're there, you're like, well, only for a couple of dollars more. No, here's the deal. I, I really was planning on getting just a, a, a tuna roll and a salmon roll. About eight, nine bucks. Then I walked in. And the sushi people know me pretty good because usually on Tuesdays I go in there where they have buy one, get one free on their specialty rolls. (laughs) And as I start the order, the girl goes, oh, not a specialty roll today? It's Tuesday. And she upselled me like, you only come in here on these days. And then I was like, I don't need that. And then I went, but for only a couple, if I got the cheap ones, (laughs) I could try Two new specialty rolls that I never tried before because I'm going to make sure they're the cheaper mm-hmm. end of it. So out of like the cheapest rolls on the specialty menu, which was buy one, get one 50% off, I chose like two out of the six or five that were the cheapest. And I, I discovered I like some different rolls. Well, good. But... That bill only cost you $15. Right. It ended up costing me more than three times what Jimmy John's was going to cost me. So... Wow. I got a job now. So... (laughs) That is two hours of work at your job. Not quite, but okay. After taxes. What? Dude! I'm just... No, it's not! Okay. God, where's your etiquette? You're not supposed to talk about wages on a podcast. These people don't care, and they, they don't want to know. Nobody wants to know. Okay, I'm really poor, so I yeah. need some miniatures sent my way. <laughs> okay, can we end now? I guess. I love sushi. Okay, we'll be back next month. You can follow Both Down on Twitter, at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email, their email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by couchpirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. The game is finished. Now.
you die.